Welcome to another edition of Second City Sports on the Hashtag Football Friday, baby. Right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Uh, I'm your surely Sydney Brown, aka Sid the Kid. My partner, who's not here at the moment, Miss Lakina McGee, she's going to join uh, the show later. She has to take care of some duties, but your show is going to take you along for the ride from now until two o'clock. You can follow your surely on the Twitter in the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S I D K I D 80. That's S I D K I D 80. You can follow Lakina McGee on all social media platforms. She'll let you know where to follow her as usual when she gets here. Now, you can catch Second City Sports every Monday, every Friday, right here on Sports Zone Chicago exclusively right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Make sure you download the Sports Zone Chicago app wherever you get your apps. It's Apple's, Apple iTunes Store, Amazon, Google Play, wherever you get your apps. Make sure it says Sports Zone Chicago. You can catch any of our live shows, including this one, Second City Sports. If you miss any of our live shows, that's okay. That's why you have the app, because when you have the app, you can go back to archive shows. You miss your favorite moments, your favorite segments. You can go and listen and watch them right there on the Sports Zone Chicago app. And speaking of Sports Zone Chicago, you can follow them on all social media platforms Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Sports Zone Chicago. Once again, at Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And if you want to follow our program, Second City Sports, via the podcast uh, platform, uh, listen to us back on the replay, you can do so by subscribing to War on Anchor. We're available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type this in your search engine boxes, W-A-R-R on Anchor. Once again, on those search engine platforms, on those podcast platforms, make sure you type W-A-R-R on Anchor. You can access all the shows from War Media, including Sega City Sports. And speaking of War Media, you can follow them on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at W-A-R-R Media. Once again, at War Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. And we are on a pile jackly fun, and we have very definite opinions. And make sure you like, share, and subscribe, 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 subscribe uh, to Sports Zone Chicago in Second City Sports. And now, before we get started, if you want to contribute to today's to today's show and comment on any of our topics that we have on during this two-hour extravaganza, you can go to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Just type in your questions or comments uh, during our topics or any of our uh, topics during today's show, and we'll get them up on the screen for you. But if, if you decide to troll or do something stupid, yours truly and or Lakina, whenever she gets here, we'll give you the boot. And now, since we're going to start to talk NBA basketball, <laughs> you know, when, when you start to close up, uh, when things are starting to go your way, you start to get comfortable. You start to coast. And on the flip side, you start to get cocky. You think that things are going to go your way. This is easy. This is going to be another walk in the park. It's going to be a cakewalk. But that was not the case in terms of the Chicago Bulls. The Chicago Bulls are currently 2-2 two and two on their West Coast road trip with the rapper. Uh, they wrapping up their road trip tonight at Denver. But that's at 8 o'clock Chicago time on NBC Sports Chicago and NBA League Pass across the country. But I'm referring to the Bulls' uh, last game uh, on Wednesday as they dropped dropped one uh, to the Portland Trailblazers, 112-107. to After blowing a 15-point halftime lead, their, the lead uh, bloomed to 20 midway through the third period. But the Bulls, even though we were praising them for their strong start to the season, even though they're 10-5, 
Uh, this team still has some room to grow. They're not, they're not unflawed. They have flaws just like everybody else. But the Bulls are still, I believe, in, in a good direction. Yes, they're still 5-3 and three on the road. And yes, they're still one of the top four teams in the Eastern Conference. But this group is still learning how to jail. And they're going to have to learn how to close out games uh, better. And no evident than that than what we saw on Wednesday night against the Portland Trailblazers. Yes, the Bulls are without still Nikolai um, Vucevic. And he, he, he's, he's going to be a big help for the Bulls once he gets back into the lineup. Today marks one week that he's missed action due to COVID protocols. So he'll return by sometime early next week. But looking at that game against the Portland Trailblazers on Wednesday, uh, it, 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 as a Bulls fan, it was nice to see them hitting their shots in the first half. Uh, Damian Lillard, the star point guard for the Portland Trailblazers, he was shut out on the scoreboard in the first quarter. The Bulls did a tremendous job. Alice Caruso, Zach Levine, you know, whoever took tur- took turns guarding uh, the multi-all-star, they did their job. But in the second half, uh, they let their foot off the gas. And in Portland, uh, just like any other team in the NBA, when you give uh, um, chances and leave the door just a little bit of a crack, teams uh, take advantage of it. Good teams take advantage of it. And the Portland Trailblazers did just that on Wednesday. And uh, and um, Yusef Nurkic, uh, the big guy for Portland, he was a big reason why. One of the main reasons why Portland was able to come come back in that ball game. He was scoring off a pick and roll. The Bulls defended that well in the first half. They just couldn't do it in the second half. CJ McCollum hit some big shots. Dame Dollar, uh, it wasn't a game winning shot, but he had some key shots, in, particularly from three point land, uh, down the stretch in that fourth quarter as well. That's what uh, helped nail down the victory for Portland in the Bulls' um, lead. 20-point lead was evaporated. So um, the Bulls still have some work to do. But even though if you're a Bulls fan, should you be disappointed at what happened on Wednesday? Yes. But this team, I believe, still has an upside. And if they can avoid any injuries, uh, any uh, COVID setbacks or just setbacks in general, just minimize them and stay healthy. As I said uh, before the season started, stay out of seven, stay basically injury-free. And COVID-free, you're gonna you could be a, a top five team in the Eastern Conference. I still believe they're gonna end between four and six. Uh, what happened on Wednesday is not shaking my confidence right now in terms of my predictions for this team uh, for the end of the season. This team is still a top four, top five team in the East, and there should be no problem uh, with them doing that. You're listening to hashtag Football Friday right here on Second City Sports. Cindy Brown here with you. Keenan McGee will be joining me later. And we're live in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. If you have a question or comment about the Bulls in the NBA, make sure you go to Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook and Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Place your questions and comments in the comment section. I will get them up on the screen for you and answer them as best best way that I can. Take a look at the box score from the Bulls uh, uh, loss on Wednesday. Demar Derozan uh, in 36 minutes of action scored 22 points. He was seven eighth on the free throw line. And seven of 19 overall uh, in shooting, but he was one for five from three point land, including 0 for five of uh, 0 for five uh, in the fourth quarter. Of course, as I said before, Demar Derozan is the closer for this team. Uh, he didn't get it done on Wednesday, but I do not blame Derozan for his loss, for this loss. Uh, he's done everything that he uh, that he could 
uh, the, to bring the Bulls to where they are right now with the back-to-back 30-point games against the Lakers and the Clippers uh, early in this road trip uh, from last weekend. And so DeRozan, even though he didn't have it on Wednesday, I do not blame him for this loss. He's still uh, the team's best player. He's the closer on this team, period, hands down. Anybody that wants to disagree with me on that, you could do so by going to Sports of Chicago on Facebook or Sports of Chicago on YouTube. We'll have a, a nice, healthy discussion about that. But DeRozan, even though he's the closer on this team, he was 0-5 in the fourth quarter. He leads the NBA in scoring in the fourth quarter. and He didn't get it done on Wednesday, but as I said before, he's not the reason why the Bulls lost uh, on Wednesday. Tony Bradley Jr., who I expect more from, especially with the injuries to Vucevic and Patrick Williams. He had 21 minutes of action, six points, and only four rebounds. And I know he only uh, he was in foul trouble early, but I expect just a little bit more from him. And so hopefully, you know, as more playing time that he gets, and uh, depending on the matchups, I expect his production to production to increase. Lonzo Ball, uh, he had the game uh, uh, of his life uh, for, for the season so far against the Lakers on Monday night. And Wednesday night's action against Portland, he had 17 points, four rebounds, and only four assists, but he was in foul trouble all night, so he couldn't really get it going, especially down the stretch. Yes, he was three or five shooting from downtown, but he was a minus 10 on the floor. So th- those things will have to get corrected there. Alice Caruso, uh, with the injury to Vucevic, he stepped in. He has stepped in the starting lineup. Has done a tremendous job in 30 minute, 38 minutes of action from Wednesday. He had 12 points, 10 rebounds, and 90 assists. So, so he was only one dime away from triple double. He didn't shoot the ball well, but what I like about Alex Caruso, he can uh, bring energy, especially off the bench uh, early in the year, and he can. Bring in, he could bring energy off the bench and he could provide some additional scoring and he could he provides that hustle. And that's what you like about Alex Caruso. He's like a typical Chicago type person. He has that mentality of uh, coming off the bench. Well, he's been starting these last few games, but he brings the energy from the perimeter that you need for the singing guards, the best team score, the best team's point guard. And uh, he did well in the first half. Uh, guarding Damian Lillard, but in the second half, just like everybody else on the team, they struggled on the pick and roll, and Portland got it going in that second half. But Alex Caruso, uh, from the offensive perspective, had a great game. He was one assist shy of a triple-double. Of course, Zach Levine, in 37 minutes of action, had 30 points, a 7-12 from three-point range. He was 11-20 overall. Zach Levine, as I said, He's your secondary closer, which is a great role for him. DeMar DeRozan is your first closer. Zach Levine, uh, it takes pressure off of him at the end of games. Now, he had a chance to tie the game late with seven seconds to go. Uh, he missed a few shots before then, and that's okay. De- uh, Zach Levine, uh, he was tired. Uh, you could tell, especially in the last five minutes or so in that fourth quarter uh, against Portland. Uh, he didn't have to live on the shot like he did in the first uh, two and a half quarters of the game. Uh, the, the fourth quarter when DeRosa was struggling, uh, Zach Levine did did uh, have the Bulls in it. But when it came to the last two minutes, he just didn't have it. But you are still encouraged by what Zach Levine has done uh, 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 has done so far this season for the Chicago Bulls, even though uh, his jump shot came up short uh, towards the end of that game against the Portland Trailblazers. Taking a look at, look at the numbers from the, uh, from the bench, the, they only had uh, 20 points. Uh, in total uh, from the bench. Uh, the bench has done well for Chicago all year long. And as I said before, as the bench uh, gives these uh, the starters rest and, and minutes uh, to rest up on the bench, the bench w- will be important for the Bulls this year. 
And we saw some signs of that on Wednesday, but they didn't do it enough, in my opinion. Kobe White in his second game back, uh, the third-year point guard, point guard out of North Carolina in 10 minutes of action. He didn't score any points. He was 0 for 2 from the field and the Clinton 0 for 2 from, excuse me, three-point land. But hopefully when Kobe White uh, gets some more playing time, gets built some more confidence, uh, he should be able to be do, do just fine. And he's going to take some minutes away from some players. Now, Derrick Jones Jr., who stepped in nicely in playing that five position when the when head coach Billy Donovan uh, goes with a small lineup for Chicago in 20 minutes of action on Wednesday, Derrick Jones Jr. was uh, three of, of seven, grabbed two offensive rebounds. He was a plus seven, scoring six points. Derrick Jones Jr. can bring that energy off the bench for Chicago, but uh, I thought he could have did uh, could have done more. He was in foul trouble, so that hampered him a little bit. But this young man has some athleticism and he has uh, some talent as well. Of course, he uh, he's been around a couple of teams, including the Miami Heat, which uh, uh, picked him up a couple of years ago. So Derrick Jones Jr. I thought he did well in that first half, half, just like everybody else, but struggled in that second half. Also from the bench, Io Dusumu from Chicago, the rookie point guard out of Illinois. In 17 minutes of action, he had uh, eight points off a of three of three shooting. He, uh, he, I thought he was aggressive once again. And this is, I said, this was a developmental year for Io Dusumu. Of course, with the injury to Kobe White early in the season, he got more ticket. He took advantage of his opportunity. So Io Dusumu, uh, the more he, he gets playing time as well, uh, his confidence is going to grow, but it's going to take some time for him to do that because he's he's not scared of the moment, as you could tell. Uh, he's not afraid of the pressure. He's adapting to life in the NBA, and he still has some ways to go. But as of right now, he's not scared. Uh, he could take the bull by the horns, no pun intended, and he can uh, get things done for Chicago. So he, he had a decent game on Wednesday. Uh, hopefully he could do more, especially tonight in the game against Denver. Now taking a look at the numbers on the flip side for the Portland Trail Blazers. Chicago's very own Robert Covington had 10 points. Uh, Yurcef Nurkic in 23 minutes of action, their big guy from a uh, big guy in the middle. He had 18 points. He grabbed two rebounds. He was part of that huge comeback, uh, especially in that fourth quarter for, uh, for Portland. Dame Dollar, as the kids will call him, Damian Lillard had 22 points, including seven to seven from the foul line, three of nine for three point range. And CJ McCollum had nine points. He had a, a couple. Uh, he had a big three point shot there in that fourth quarter against uh, against the Bulls on Wednesday. That he was one of five from three point range. That one three pointer came in the fourth quarter. Of course, off the bench for Portland, twenty five minutes of action. Larry Nance Jr. added sixteen points and grabbed nine rebounds in all. He was a plus ten on the floor. So when you look at you know, the production here for the Portland Trailblazers, they had more bench points than the Chicago Bulls. And for the, as I said before, the Bulls a bench must produce 20 more points, 20 points or more if they're if they're able to win ball games. And DeMar DeRosa is the closer for this team. Zach Levine and then everybody else follows after that. So the Bulls, hopefully this is a lesson that they don't have to go through too many times as they'll take on the Denver Nuggets tonight. As I mentioned at eight o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on NBC Sports Chicago here locally and nationally on NBA League Pass. So those of you that are fortunate enough to watch us in Denver, you'll watch that game on Altitude Sports. You listen to uh, Second City Sports Live and they live in color on the hashtag Football Friday on Sports on Chicago. Sid the Kid here with you on uh, Second City Sports. Lakina McGee will join me later as now we'll get into the uh, the best and worst from the 
from the association from this past week. And let's go to Tuesday's action. The Golden State Warriors defeated the uh, Brooklyn Nets uh, by the score of 117 to 99. Uh, Steph Curry you know, and, and, and his supporting Mason, Andrew Wiggins, uh, and Jordan Poole, they continue to do their thing. And uh, the Warriors had the best record in the NBA. They only have two losses, so and they're still on their current East Coast road trip. Uh, they lost to Charlotte on Sunday night, but they bounced back with a big win on national television against the Brooklyn Nets uh, at Barclays Center. Of course, uh, the second game of that doubleheader was the Utah Jazz uh, defeating the Joel and beatless Philadelphia 76ers 120-85. Utah is one of those teams, again, that they could get it done during the regular season, but Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and crew must get it done in the playoffs because if they don't, changes could be possible for that team on the West Coast. And the San Antonio Spurs, uh, they're going through their re rebuild right now. They lost to the Clippers on Tuesday, 106-92. Now to Wednesday's action, uh, the big game on ESPN was the Los Angeles Lakers losing to the Bucks, 109-102. The Milwaukee Bucks are uh, on paper the best team in, in the Eastern Conference. Of course, the record doesn't show up right now because they have injuries to uh, some of their key components coming off the bench. But Giannis Antetokounmpo had 48 points on Wednesday. Uh, the Lakers didn't play all that bad. Taylor Horn Tucker had 20-plus uh, points again, and they actually were uh, uh, around from most of that game. Uh, to You think they were had that final push coming down to the last few minutes of the game, but Giannis Antetokounmpo, a.k.a. the Greek Freak, said, uh-uh, the Milwaukee Bucks uh, took uh, took advantage of the home court, and Giannis went off, and so the, the Bucks uh, defeated the Lakers by seven points. Uh, watching a few Lakers games here and then over the last couple of weeks, uh, you could tell that they're missing LeBron James. Uh, by the way, LeBron James uh, is questionable for tonight's game against the Celtics. That's at 6.30 p.m. on ESPN. Uh, we'll get to LeBron's status even more in just a moment, but uh, watching a few Lakers games over the last couple of weeks, you could tell that defensively they don't have it all together yet. And, and in, in order to win in this league, even though it's uh, an offensive league, uh, you still need to play defense, especially down the stretch and, and keep your opponents in check. And right now, as a team, they haven't done it. Now, offensively, uh, as, I, as I said before, Carmelo Anthony has been a huge surprise to the, in the first couple of weeks of the season. But Russell Westbrook, we, uh, I like him as a player, but we all know he's not a pure shooter. He cannot shoot with some consistency. He can get his numbers up, which is we've seen him do before and over these last couple of games as well. But when we'll, when when LeBron James gets back, uh, Russell Westbrook's num numbers will go down just a bit. So it, we'll see what happens with Russell when he uh, when LeBron James get, gets back. How can Russell Westbrook? Uh, adjust his game to fit LeBron James and Anthony Davis. As I said before, Anthony Davis, the offense should run through him. This is his team now, and he should uh, uh, lead the team in scoring. We're close to 25 to 30 points a game. Everything flows through him offensively, and once that and once that starts to happen for the Lakers, uh, you'll see this team become a better team. Now, other scores uh, to pass along to from this past Wednesday, the, the Brooklyn Nets got back on track being the surprising Team in Cleveland, one hundred nine to ninety nine. Uh, the Pistons got by the Pacers. Uh, the the Charlotte Hornets, who are a couple of games over five hundred, they got past the versus ninety seven to eighty seven. And so the the Hornets, as I said before, they could be one of those teams that can qualify for those last couple of playoff spots at the Eastern Conference. So Michael Jordan, you may not like him as an executive, but uh, this year he has some decent talent around him in Charlotte with um, 
uh, Miles Bridges and LaMelo Ball in his second year of action and Gordon Hayward as well. So, and you also have a um, scary Terry Rozier at the point guard's position. So you got a nice collection of young veterans and young talent uh, down there in Charlotte, North Carolina. So if you're a Charlotte Hornets fan, be excited right now. And so uh, you're starting to, uh, after struggling to start the season, especially with that early road trip, you're starting to pick up some wins at home. So Charlotte is, is keeping it up right now. Also, a couple other games to, uh, uh, to review uh, from, from Wednesday. The, the Phoenix Suns defeated the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, 105 to 98. They'll, they'll play again um, tonight at 9 p.m. That's the second game of the ESPN doubleheader. Uh, the Phoenix Suns, of course, they're led by Chris Paul, Devin Booker. Uh, they picked up JaVale McGee in the offseason. He's really showing his work right now, adding some additional scoring, but he brings the defense with the block shots and the offense rebounding. That's what you expect for him. Of course, Phoenix is built on offense with uh, Mikael Bridges, Campaign, and Devin Booker. And they're led by veteran Chris Paul. So the Phoenix Suns, they're starting to get the uh, game together a little bit. So we can uh, we can expect to see the Suns move upward uh, in the Western Conference as they try to prove this year that last year getting to the finals was no fluke. Uh, the, the Miami Heat won their last two games at home. Uh, they defeated the Washington Wizards last night. And on Wednesday, they defeated the Zion William Less, Williams and Less uh, Pelicans 113-98. to so Jimmy Butler and, and those guys, they got it going on right now down in Miami. I know some people want to ignore the, the Miami Heat as taking them seriously uh, and, uh, and being a top team in the Eastern Conference. Of course, they reached the NBA Finals a couple of seasons ago in the bubble. And I let, let me just say this, uh, the Miami Heat, they might not be a superstar field team. I know they have Kyle Lowry there now running the show at the point guard position, but Eric Spolstra, their head coach, uh, he gets the best out of his guys. He's done, in my opinion, his best coaching job these last three or four years, getting the most out of these guys when no one believes in them. They have a balanced roster. Don't forget Bam Adebayo as well, uh, their starting center. He's benefiting from his experience in the Olympics over the summer in Tokyo. You can tell that he's adding some scoring to his game now, along with his great defensive play. So Miami, even though they're not filled on the roster with superstars up and down the list, uh, they, they'll bring it to you defensively, and they're going to be a tough out come playoff time if this team stays healthy. So uh, don't count out the Miami Heat just yet. And so I, I think that Miami Heat, along with the Chicago Bulls and perhaps the Boston Celtics will be battling for their fourth, fifth, and sixth spots in the Eastern Conference. Excuse that water break. I needed that at that, that hot talk with the Miami Heat, no pun intended. As you're listening to Second City Sports on the hashtag Football Friday right here on Sports Zone, Chicago. Sydney Brown here with you. Lakina McGee will be along for the ride just uh, uh, just in a few moments. As we take a look at the schedule for this upcoming weekend in the NBA, uh, starting up with tonight's games, we have the Indiana Pacers at the Charlotte Hornets at 6 p.m. The Golden State Warriors will continue their road trip. They'll take on the Detroit Pistons at the same time, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Of course, as I mentioned, the ESPN doubleheader at 6.30 p.m. We'll have the Lakers and the Celtics expect a lot of Throwback clips and um, throwback moments uh, during the telecast on ESPN tonight as, as this is the 75th anniversary of the NBA season. So that's an historic rivalry and rightfully so. And so I expect to see a lot of that tonight. Hopefully we'll see the great game between two teams 
as I said before at the top, LeBron James is questionable uh, with a domino string. He's supposed to make his debut uh, tonight. If he doesn't, uh, I'm sure he'll make his debut Sunday as the Lakers would continue their road trip against the Detroit Pistons. At 6.30, we have the Orlando Magic at the Brooklyn Nets. We had the Thunder in uh, in the Milwaukee Bucks at 7 o'clock. Of course, the Bulls and the Nuggets at 8 p.m. Chicago time. Wrapping up the ESPN doubleheader at 9 p.m. As I mentioned, the Dallas Mavericks and the Phoenix Suns. And, of course, at 9 p.m., we have the Toronto Raptors and the surprising Sacramento Kings. Going to Saturday night's action, we have a late uh, afternoon contest between the, the worst team in the NBA record rise, the Houston Rockets, they'll travel to MSG to take on the New York Knicks, who are 8-7 and as of right now. Of course, at 6 p.m. tomorrow night, we'll have the Indiana Pacers hosting New Orleans Pelicans. This this is my personally uh, the game of the night tomorrow night. We'll have the Miami Heat and the Washington Wizards in the rematch. Of course, the Miami Heat, as I mentioned before, uh, they defeated the Wizards last night despite uh, Bradley Beal scoring 30 points plus points. For the Washington Wizards, uh, this this is my game of the night. Of course, the Heat are eleven to five. The Wizards are ten to five on the on the year. The Washington Wizards um, they they benefited for the Russell Westbrook trade with Kyle Kuzma and Catavius Caldwell Pope and Kyle Kuzma, which they, those are players that were uh, acquired in that Russell Westbrook trade over the summer. Those guys that I just mentioned, they are uh, filling their roles in nicely right now for the Wizards. So don't forget Daniel Gafford. I know that name sounds familiar to you Bulls fans, but he's doing a very good job patrolling the middle there for the Washington Wizards. So the Wizards and the Heat should be a good contest tomorrow night at 6 p.m. On NBA TV tomorrow night at 6.30, we'll have the Charlotte Hornets traveling to the now resurgent Atlanta Hawks, who are 7-9 and nine on the season. Of course, the Hornets are 9-7. and seven. Uh, wrapping up the Saturday nightcap, we'll have the Philadelphia 76ers traveling to Portland to take on the Trailblazers. Will Joel Embiid be back by then? We don't know, but we'll see. He's currently still in COVID-19 protocols. And then, of course, the Utah Jazz will wrap up Saturday night against the Sacramento Kings. Now, on for Sunday's action, we will have, as I get it up uh, for you in just a moment, We'll have an early uh, early matinee game on Sunday. We have the Dallas Mavericks and the Los Angeles Clippers tipping off at 2.30 p.m. Chicago time. And, of course, as I mentioned with the Lakers earlier, they'll continue their East Coast road trip. This will be game number three for them on their road trip as they take on the Pistons at 5 p.m. LeBron James could make his return in the lineup for that game for the Los Angeles Lakers. They need him, and they need him badly. They are currently 4-6 and six without the King in the lineup. At 7 o'clock Chicago time, we'll have the Chicago Bulls taking on the New York Knicks from the United Seven at 7 o'clock. At that same time, we'll have the Nuggets and the Suns from the uh, from Phoenix. And then wrapping up uh, the Sunday night, actually, we'll have the Toronto Raptors and the Golden State Warriors. So that's your schedule for this weekend in the NBA, um, unless you're listening to Sports Zone Chicago. You listen to uh, Sega City Sports Live in Living Color on the hashtag Football Friday. I am Sydney Brown. You can follow me on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, S I D K I D A 0. That's S I D K I D A 0. When we return, we'll 
have your best and worst, uh, your your best yeah, best bets, not best bets. Good grief! We have your uh, their best uh, pickums for college football. This is now week twelve uh, for for the college kids. Uh, we have some good games on slate tomorrow uh, for for college football. We'll tell you uh, who's your Heisman. Uh, your Heisman Trophy update, and we'll have some other fun stuff in as well. You're listening to Second City Sports live in the living color right here on SportsZone Chicago. Keep it here. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. In Sunday's Major League Baseball action, the Cubs got pounded 9-1 at home against Kansas City. The White Sox shut out on the road 9-0 at Tampa. NFL preseason on Saturday, the Bills hammered the Bears 41-15. Andy Dalton, 11-17, of 17, passing 146 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Justin Fields, 9-19 of 19 for 80 yards. Head coach Matt Nagy says Dalton remains the week one starter and that Fields is ahead of schedule. When you look at a guy like Justin and you see the things that he's doing, um, are there some things that he can get better at? Yeah, for sure. That, that's going to be we're going to say that three years from now but at the same point in time for him um there's also things that he's doing better probably than we thought coming into this which is good too like that's what we want we want that to happen Download the free Score app. Lightning Fast update so you never miss a thing. It's why the Score app is one of North America's most popular sports apps. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. Automatically, dollar for dollar with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Welcome back to Second City Sports on the hashtag Football Friday right here on SportsZone Chicago. I am Sydney Brown, a.k.a. Sid the Kid. Lakina McGee will, will join me in just a few moments. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-8-0. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-8-0. And you can, if you have a question or comment for yours truly, or whenever Lakina gets here, you could uh, do so by going to Sports on Chicago on Facebook or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Place your comments in the comment section. You'll surely get them up on the screen for you. Now let's head towards, uh, before we get preview tomorrow's games uh, for the world of college football for week 12, we'd like to say congratulations to the Northern Illinois Huskies football team. They are the champions of the Mac West after defeating uh, the Buffalo Bulls 33-27 to in overtime. On uh, on Wednesday, the the Huskies are now eight and three on the year, six and one in the MAC. Rocky Lombardi gets a duff at NIU, seventeen to twenty seven, one hundred ninety seven yards. But it uh, it was 
but their star wide receiver, Cole Tucker, got it done with 10 catches and 89 yards. As we said all year long, guys, uh, Northern Illinois has a chance to play in the MAC uh, Conference Championship game in Detroit next month. They they assured their spot that they will do that. Uh, this has been the only <laughs> consistent team uh, uh, college-wise in the state of Illinois. We all know this with the struggles of the Northwestern uh, and the fighting the line night with with Brett Bielma, he's going through his trials and tribulations down there in Champaign with that football program. So uh, Northern Illinois, congratulations to them once again. They are the Mac West champs, and they are now 8-3 and three on the year and 6-1 and one in the uh, Mac Conference. Uh, take a look at a couple of games tonight uh, on for college football on CBS Sports Network at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time is Southern Miss versus Louisiana Tech. At 8 p.m. on ESPN2, we have Memphis versus number 24-ranked Houston Cougars, who are 9-1 overall, 7-0 in the American Conference. So this should be a good one there. And then at 8 o'clock on the Pac-12 Network, we have Arizona taking on Washington State, who are 5-5 on the year. We'll see what happens in that one. And then, of course, on FS1 Air Force at 7-3, in the Mountain West, will travel to Nevada, who also posts the 7-3 record in 4-2. A conference record in the Mountain West. So this is a, a big game for both of these schools. Uh, see who has the right uh, to take over uh, that division in the Mountain West uh, with identical records. Uh, look look out for Nevada's a starting quarterback, uh, Carson Strong. He's been putting up great numbers uh, for the Wolfpack this year. Uh, he's He has over 3,500 yards and 28 touchdown passes. Uh, he he has a strong arm, so uh, offensively, Nebraska can bring it, but watch out for Air Force. They'll uh, they'll they'll shut it down, especially in the, in the running department. You have Brad Roberts, who has ten touchdown total uh, rushing touchdowns o- uh, over the over the course of the season with the, over a thousand yards, one thousand and sixty four to be exact. So this is an underrated game. I know it's not getting a ton of attention nationally, but this should be a good one tonight. That's at eight o'clock again, once again on FS1, and then at ten thirty p.m. On CBS Sports Network, the number 19-ranked San Diego State Aztecs, they will take on UNLV. That's at 10.30 on CBS Sports Network. San Diego State, with the 5-1 and one conference record in the Mountain West, they are 9-1 and one overall. And now let's get to the games that will take that will be taking place tomorrow at eleven o'clock on ESPN Plus and SEC and uh, uh, Network, the SEC Network Plus. We have number ranked number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs that will host Char- Charles the Southern. That's at eleven a.m. Of course, Georgia uh, uh, are there ten in all, all the year. They should it shouldn't be a problem for for Georgia as uh, they should uh, look for them to uh, post that record to eleven and zero. Uh, go to 11 and uh, on this season. Big one, the first game of the ABC triple header that takes place tomorrow in the horseshoe. The number four ranked Ohio State Buckeyes, they'll host number seven Michigan State Spartans. Of course, uh, uh, both teams are atop of the Big Ten conference wise. Michigan checks in with a nine and one record, six and one in the Big Ten. Ohio State, nine and one overall, seven and oh in the Big Ten. As I stated before, guys, Ohio State did not this a dominant team as they were in years past, but they they have found some way to get it done 
in the last couple of weeks, especially last week against Purdue, Ohio State. Um, it looks like they're starting to get their game back, and, and quarterback C.J. Stroud is starting to put up numbers. He has 30 touchdown passes uh, so far this season, over 3,000 yards passing. Uh, watch out for, uh, on, on the other side for Michigan State. Kenneth Walker III, who I, in my personal opinion should be the top candidate for the Heisman Trophy, off of 227 carries. He has 14, over 1,400 yards and 17 touchdowns on the year. Uh, he's going to be the key for Michigan State to uh, neutralize that uh, defensive front for the Ohio State Buckeyes. If Michigan State can uh, um, can control the line of scrimmage and let Kenneth Walker go wild, Michigan State has a great chance for an upset. Right now, the line is at Ohio State at 19 and a half points. I think Michigan State can stay with Ohio State, but Michigan State is going to have to play uh, near to near to perfect game. Uh, no stupid penalties, and they have to run the ball and stay disciplined. If they can do those things, uh, they'll have a shot at an upset. But I think Ohio State is going to win a close one there. At 11 o'clock on ESPN, number 10, Wake Forest, the Demon Dinkins will travel to Clemson to take on the Tigers. Clemson, uh, a quiet 7-3 uh, start to the season. They are 5-2 in the ACC. ACC when, and Wake Forest is 9-1 and 6-0 in the ACC. And Wake Forest, uh, their star quarterback, Sam Hartman, is having a tremendous year with 30 touchdown passes, over 3,100 yards passing. And their, their running back, Beal, uh, Christian Beal Smith, has seven touchdowns on the year off of a hundred other uh, hundred seven yards, uh, hundred seven uh, carries, and five hundred thirty three yards rushing. So Wake Forest, uh, uh, can they do it? It's going to be tough. Clemson's favored by four and a half, and I think Wake Forest can get it done. I know Clemson's been uh, going under the radar, but I think uh, Wake Forest can pull that one off at eleven o'clock. And big news Saturday, Fox's uh, noon kickoff game of the week. We have six and four Iowa State. The Cyclones will travel to Oklahoma to take on the Sooners. The Sooners are ranked number 13 in the country. They are 91 on the season, six and one in the Big Ten. Uh, can I say offense will rule the day? <laughs> I think uh, it'll be safe to say that. Uh, Brock Purdy, the star quarterback for Iowa State, he has 15 touchdown passes throughout uh, uh, for the year. He has over 2,400 yards passes, so he'll he'll look to keep the Iowa State the Iowa State Cyclones in it. But I, I think Oklahoma, after losing to Baylor last week, I, I think Oklahoma will turn around and get it done. Their favorite Oklahoma, that is, their favorite by three and a half points. Also at 11 o'clock on ESPN Plus, we have number 25 Mississippi State at 6-4. They'll host Tennessee State. They are 5-5. Five and five. Scrolling down the schedule on the Big Ten Network at 11 o'clock, we'll have 6-4 Purdue traveling to Chicago to face Northwestern, who are 1-6 in the Big Ten and 3-7 overall on the season. This game will take place at Wrigley Field. This is the first time in the several seasons that Northwestern has played a game in Wrigley Field. Could it be a tradition on a year-by-year -year basis or every other year? We shall see, but this game will take place on the Big Ten Network tomorrow at 11 a.m. from Wrigley Field. The forecast with that one will be partly sunny and, and the temperature will be 48 degrees. Also, at the same time on the Big Ten Network, 5-5 five and five Rutgers will travel to Happy Valley to, to take on the Penn State Nittany Lions, who check in with a 6-4 and four record overall and 3-10, and a 3-4 and four record in the Big Ten. Going to continue on with the scheduling at one o'clock on FS1, we'll have the 
The fighting Illini at checking in at four and six. The Brett Bielmas, uh, uh, even though they struggled so far this year, they're one game below 500 in the Big Ten. They'll travel to uh, Kinnick Stadium in Iowa City, Iowa, to take on the 17-ranked Hawkeyes, who check in with an eight and two record and a five and two record overall in the Big Ten. I know Illinois has had uh, some success lately on the road, especially with that victory over over uh, Penn State a couple of weeks ago in nine overtimes. So uh, I know Iowa's a 12 and a half point favorite. Uh, can Illinois do it again? I doubt it. They may surprisingly can stay in this game, but I think Iowa is just, is just too much for them. So I, I'm, I'm taking Iowa plus the points here. So you, know, you go with Iowa on, on this one. At 1.30 p.m. on NBC, we have number eight ranked team in the nation, uh, the Lakina McGee's of uh, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. They are 91 on the year. They'll host Georgia Tech. The Yellow Jackets are checking in with a 3-7 and seven mark. Of course, this game is in South Bend. Notre Dame, even though they lost a couple of games there early in the season, in one particular to the Cincinnati Bearcats. Uh, the Fighting Irish have a strong running game, and their defense is not uh, – too shabby either. I expect those things to continue for the Fighting Irish there at home. Drew Brees is going to uh, help call the game for NBC Sports. I think Notre Dame, even though they don't get the love that many people feel that they should get in terms of the college football playoff, we'll discuss that more in just a couple of minutes. But uh, the Fighting Irish should have no problem with Georgia Tech. Once again, that game will take place at 1.30 p.m. from South Bend at Notre Dame Stadium tomorrow on NBC. On on CBS at 2.30 in SEC action, the number 21-ranked Arkansas Razorbacks, after struggling for the last couple of weeks, they check in with a 3-3 mark in the SEC, 7-3 overall. They'll travel to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, to take on the number two-ranked uh, team in the country, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Alabama's 91 overall, 5-1 in the SEC. When you take a look at the star players for Alabama, Bryce Young uh, leads the charge for the Crimson Tide, their star quarterback. He has 3,225 yards passing for the year, along with 33 touchdowns. And their stud running back, Brian Robinson Jr., off 164 carries, he has over 800 yards and 14 total touchdowns. And their star right wide receiver, Jamison Williams, has 51 catches for over 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns. If uh, in Alabama is a 20 and a half point point favorite, can Arkansas stay in this one? Maybe, but I I, I doubt it. If they can, it's the same thing with Mich Michigan State against Ohio State. If Arkansas can stay in it and not have any penalties in a hostile environment, if they can run the ball and create a couple early turnovers, maybe Arkansas can hang in there for a while. But I think Alabama has too much, uh, and they'll. And I think they'll pull away in this one. As we welcome in our good friend, Miss Lakina McGee, my co-horse, my – well, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll leave the dirty language alone. But uh -huh. so, <laughs> so I was going to say something else I wasn't sure about Lakina, even though it wasn't going to be taken the wrong way. But I'll keep quiet on that. I welcome you to the program. How are you doing there, Miss? I'm hanging in there, Sid. I heard you were talking about a little. We're doing some college football. We only got about a couple more weeks left in this <clears throat> in the season. So mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, what what matches have you have you broken down so far? Oh, uh, the Michigan State, uh, Ohio State. Of course, that's the first game for the ABC folks tomorrow at eleven o'clock. I, I said that uh, Michigan State has a realistic shot and an upset. 
I think Ohio State will you know, make a couple of big plays down the stretch to get it done. But I'm looking for Kenneth Walker to have a great day for Michigan State running running the football. Michigan State, um, just like uh, Arkansas, I talked about just a, a couple of moments ago. Michigan State uh, going to have to play near perfect ball. The defense got to force a couple of turnovers, which is very difficult to do in a hostile environment. But they got to play discipline, no false starts, and Kenneth Walker just run the you know what out of him. That's the only shot they'll have uh, against Ohio State on the road. Well, remember, Ohio State's got a pretty good uh, running back them, him, themselves and Travion Henderson. So it's definitely going to be the battle of the running backs. And I think, look, it's always fun when the, the, these two teams battle it out. So we'll see if, you know, it could, this often could be key here because Michigan ha Michigan plays Maryland at 2.30 on Big Ten Network. So if Ohio mm -hmm. State wins and Michigan takes care of business, that game next Saturday is very important for multiple reasons. So if you're Michigan, mm -hmm. you're dare you say you're cheering for Ohio State. So yeah, should be a fun one over there in at the horseshoe. Yes, it should be. Sticking with the Big Ten at 2:30 p.m. on ABC, we have uh, Nebraska. Even though they're having a disappointing season at three and seven overall, they'll uh, go to Camp Randall to take on number 15 ranked Wisconsin Badgers. Wisconsin 73 overall, five and two in the Big Ten. Look for a big day from Wisconsin's running back, Braylon Allen. He has nine touchdowns overall for the year, over 800 yards rushing. As we said for the last couple of weeks, Lakina, Wisconsin is starting to turn. As they, they have turned their season around after a disappointing run, one and three start. They're getting it done offensively in terms of running the ball, but it's been their defense has been key as well. It is good. Yeah, it has been very key for them. And look, Wisconsin is the driver's seat in the Big Ten West, so they just got to keep winning, and they'll be that division is theirs for the taking. So should be, a, yeah, that's a, it. Should be a, a fun one. We'll see if Nebraska can pull off the upset. Yes. Uh, before we continue with the schedule, Lakina, as I remind our listeners, you're listening to Sports Zone Chicago on the hashtag Football Friday as we go through the key games in Week Twelve of the college football season. Sid and now Miss Lakina McGee here with you. Lakina, mm -hmm. uh, uh, the fight in the line, they're taking on uh, Iowa tomorrow. Iowa's ranked number 17 in the country. I believe Iowa's a 20-point favorite if I read correctly. I know yep. Illinois has shocked some people on the road the last couple of weeks, including that Penn State game, which took forever to complete. Yep. Uh, do you think that, that the Brett, Brett Bill must have a chance? Yeah. I don't. I yeah, don't. Well, uh, well, look, I think, look, strange days have happened. And you know what? I, I think, look, it's like I said before, it's going to be very interesting, you know, in this matchup. And uh, yeah, it should, like I said before, I mean, Camp Randall, <laughs> like I said before, I'm sure that that place will be rocking. So mm -hmm. we'll see what happens there. Uh, and one more game before we move on, Lakina. Uh, Wrigley Field tomorrow. Yeah. Purdue, Purdue Northwestern. And Northwestern, yeah. Uh, that's going to be a cool sight to see. Does Northwestern have a shot? I don't think so. No, I, I don't think so either. Purdue's trying to kind of, you know, bounce back from that from that loss last week to Ohio State. So they're they're definitely trying to, you know, get in get back into the uh, on the winning track there. And I think Northwestern okay. just doesn't really have it this year. Uh, let's see what else here. Oh, uh, let me see. Oh, uh, yeah. oh, oh, go ahead, Seth. Sorry. No, uh, at three o'clock on the Fox, we'll have yep. uh, UCLA traveling to uh, USC. UCLA, the Chip Kelly's checking in at six and four. Uh, USC at four and five. UCLA is favored by three and a half. I would say UCLA should have no problem with this one. I think they'll win, but I think it's going to be a su surprisingly closer than what people think. 
Yeah, Maybe it's just all, me. Well, yeah, look, it's always fun when these, these two, this old uh, rivalry here, you know, crosstown rivals, you know, USC mm -hmm. is, is the hostess here. Yeah, and the Bell of LA. Yeah, SC, you know, you're playing for pride at this point if you're SC. Yeah. So, and also, too, you know, you're Chip Kelly. You can't afford to lose to your, your, your crosstown rivals. So, look, mm -hmm. it's, I think it'll be close, though, than the most people think. So, we'll see what we'll see what happens uh, over there at the Rose Bowl tomorrow. Uh, probably the big game in the Pac-12. That's on ABC in primetime. You got... Oregon and Utah, this is big for both of them. I think Oregon, Oregon can't afford a, another loss. They want to stay within the uh, the playoff chase. And Utah, you're trying to stay in the in the driver's seat in the Pac-12 South. So this is definitely a, a game that could definitely decide a lot of things. Yeah, your West Coast football is getting uh, highlighted in prime time. And, and congratulations. Uh, as you mentioned, Utah, they've been hubbing around the top 25 all year long there, 7-3. I think... Both teams really need this game, but I think Utah needs it more. Uh, in terms of the playoff, Oregon, uh, you took the words right out of my mouth. If they lose this one, they may not get that spot back in terms of the uh, college football playoff. So uh, the pressure's on them more, but who needs that game more? I believe Utah does. Yeah, I think so as well. So look, this should be a, a fun one. Uh, let's see. Uh, Texas Tech, I think, you know, I think Oklahoma State should be on upset alert against Texas Tech. That's a 7 o'clock game on Fox. Let's see here. What else? Uh, we have Baylor taking on Kansas State uh, tomorrow at 4.30 on FS1. Uh, uh, Kansas State is favored by a point. Baylor, of course, with that big upset win at home against Oklahoma last week. Uh, do you think that Baylor should be on the upset alert? I think so. I think, look, K, look, I think K-State is one of the, those schools that, look, they'll give every, you'll definitely get a run from them. So they're, they're seven and three. So I know Baylor's on a high from that win against Oklahoma, mm -hmm. but so I would say hopefully, you know, they don't have a letdown against K-State, but you never mm -hmm. know. So look, and they're at home too. So, you know, the folks at the, at in Manhattan are going to be rocking. At 6.30 PM on the SEC network, we have uh, Ole Miss uh, ranked number 12th in the country. The Bulldogs will host the Vanderbilt Commodores. There's no upset alert here, is it? No, no, no. It, sh it shouldn't. Hopefully, okay. Mississippi Hopefully. State, by the way, is favored by thirty-six and a half points. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So if it's not, yeah, yeah, I think it shouldn't be a problem in there. Uh, Herm Edwards, the fighting Herm Edwards, Arizona State and Oregon State on ESPN. That's another late game. So, you know, you're hoping that maybe you know that if if especially if Utah loses, and maybe you can see if mm -hmm. you know you could get, they could perhaps maybe pave the way for them in the Pac-12 South. Yeah, we'll see. Yep. At 7 o'clock Chicago time on CBS Sports Network tomorrow, uh, Utah State, uh, the 8 and 2 Utah State will host Wyoming, who they're checking in. The Cowboys are checking in at 5 and 5. Your West Coast football gets to love again on prime time. Uh, mm -hmm. Should Utah State be on upset alert, even though they're favored by 5 and a half? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I think they're still like in the thick of it in, in their division, the Mountain West. So, they're, okay. they're, Wyoming's five and five. So, I mean, you know, hopefully they don't take they don't take the Cowboys likely the Utah State. I mean, so they're trying to kind of keep themselves in, in striking distance in their division. So, you know, I think they should. I'm not saying that they will get upset by Wyoming, but I think they should be on upset alert. Okay, at eleven o'clock a.m. on the ACC network, we have uh, Boston College uh, at six and four. They struggled here, but at a starting strong to the season, uh, they'll host uh, the four and six struggling Florida State Seminoles. Boston College is favored by two. 
should be interesting one in that one. I know Florida State's probably going to be riding high for that win against Miami. They're, they're another rival there, so should be that should be a fun one in that in in that sense. But you know, it, it's all you know, BC. You know, that should be an interesting one. Uh A couple of the games to get your quick thoughts on, uh, as I talked about earlier before you um, joined us. Uh, number ten, uh, Wake Forest, the Demon Deacons. Uh, they're tra- they're going to travel to Clemson to take on the Tigers. The the Clemson Tigers quietly are seven and three. They're not going to compete for the college football playoff this year, but I think Wake Forest should be on up, upset alert. I think Clemson can get this one. Clemson's favored by four and a half. Yeah, I think yeah, I think uh, Clemson would love to play spoiler though. I think they're, yeah. they're, they're in spoiler mode, so I think they can definitely you know, perhaps maybe spoil the party. But uh, yeah, I think, look, they're more than capable. I think they're I think they're starting to get better, and look, look, they're, they're sort of like being the forgotten person, so I think, look, I, I think they would love to play spoiler for Wake Forest. And I, I recapped uh, a preview of this game earlier. Number 13 ranked Oklahoma, the Sooners. That's going to be the big noon game on Fox. That holds Iowa State. The Cyclones are 6-4 and four on the year. Oklahoma is a 3.5-point favorite. Lakina, I know that uh, Oklahoma's only loss was was uh, against Baylor, Baylor last week. They can't be an upset alert again, can they? I have them winning, mm. but it should be a, it should be a shootout because we all know the Big Twelve. They love to throw <laughs> that ball around like PlayStation. So I expect nothing but that uh, tomorrow. Yeah, it could be first to fifty. I think. <laughs> no, it, it, <laughs> don't be <Yeah>. surprised. <laughs> right. I mean, look, I, I don't. Look, I think look, Texas has struggled lately. West Virginia can score. I've said it before, mm-hmm. but I I don't. Yeah, should be. Look, I, I think Texas is still smarting from that loss last week. So mm-hmm. to Kansas, so uh, I think they would love to. I'm sure they would love to. You know, redeem themselves and should be a fun one in Morgantown. Okay. Yeah. So do you get Iowa State a chance against Oklahoma or? Ah, uh, gosh. I mean, I don't did. I think I think Iowa State being the last couple of times they they you know they played so. Uh, you think oh you would be a little be upset would be a, a little upset uh, mm-hmm. in their loss to Baylor. Hopefully, look, hopefully defense will wake up. I mean, like I said before, Iowa State's had their number the last couple of years. So you're listening to hashtag Football Friday right here on Sports Zone Chicago, Second City Sports. Sid Lakina here with you. If you want to make a comment on any of our topics uh, during today's show, you can do so by going to Facebook's uh, Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Place your Questions or comments in the comments section. We'll get them up on the screen for you. If you decide to do anything stupid, Lakina will give you the boot. Bye-bye. <laughs> Lakina, uh, uh, also, too, uh, uh, the Northern, I, I gave some congratulations to the Northern Illinois Huskies uh, as they're now the Mac West Division champs. They defeated the Buffalo Bulls uh, 33-27 in overtime on Wednesday. Um, they're going uh, Illinois, uh, Northern Illinois is going to play in the uh, conference title game in Detroit next month. Uh, you would think they have a, a shot, assuming they win that game, to go to a better, a better bowl game this year, not just one of them toilet.com bowls, <laughs> you know, those small bowls that no one gives a damn about uh, around Christmas time. Yeah, yeah, it should be. I mean, look, congratulations to the Huskies. And I don't think look, no one thought that this, this team would go far this year because a, a lot of people thought that mm-hmm. this is going to be a rebuilding year for the Huskies. So. Mm-hmm. The fact that they, you know, they actually came, you know, came on and they've 
played right down, you know, grinded out, you know, Thomas Hammock, you know, this is his, you know, I think his second year at the helm. He's only 40 years old mm-hmm. and already has his team, you know, winning the division and, you know, going for the Mac title. I, I think, look, congratulations to the Huskies and uh, let's, let's give them some love. Yep. So as we said before, congratulations to the Northern Illinois Huskies football team. Lakina, I know we're uh, running up against it. We got about a minute left uh, in this segment to close out the first hour of the show. Who are your top three Heisman uh, Trophy candidates? Like I, I said, Kenneth Walker the third from Michigan State. He's my type Heisman choice right now. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I think. And he doesn't get enough love as far as that is concerned, in my opinion. Because usually it's a quarterback, you know. One, exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I think C.J. Stroud from Ohio State, you know, his, his teammate, Travion Henderson. Um, I think Kenneth Walker Jr., Bryce Young from Alabama. I think those are probably your four right now. But I think like the playoff, you know, everything will be decided. So, you know, that's what I say. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. All right. Hour number one down in the books. Hour number two straight ahead. As you're listening to Second City Sports. We're live and living. Come on the hashtag Football Friday right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you. When we return, we'll preview the week 11 matchup in the national week. Ooh, uh, repeating <laughs> myself. That's bad English, Sid. Bad, bad, bad. <laughs> but uh, we'll preview the uh, matchup between the Chicago Bears and the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, do the Bears actually have a shot? Coming off a bye week, even though they'll be at home. Oh, will Lamar Jackson making his debut in Chicago? Or will he just run all, all over that old ass Bears defense? <laughs> of course, we'll highlight uh, the, uh, the the other games in week 11 in the NFL. Of course, at the bottom of the hour, we'll have our buddy Miss Christine Manica from KXRB Radio in South Dakota to help uh, pick uh, the rest of the NFL slate. You're listening to Second City Sports right here, live in the living color, right here on Sports Zone. Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. In Sunday's Major League Baseball action, the Cubs got pounded 9-1 at home against Kansas City. The White Sox shot out on the road 9-0 at Tampa. NFL preseason on Saturday, the Bills hammered the Bears 41-15. Andy Dalton, 11 of 17, passing 146 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Justin Fields, 9 of 19 for 80 yards. Head coach Matt Nagy says Dalton remains the week one starter and that Fields is ahead of schedule. When you look at a guy like Justin and you see the things that he's doing, um, are there some things that he can get better at? Yeah, for sure. that's going to be we're going to say that three years from now but at the same point in time for him um there's also things that he's doing better probably than we thought coming into this which is good too like that's what we want we want that to happen download the free score app lightning fast update so you never miss a thing it's why the score app is one of north america's most popular sports apps i'm chuck sanders dance the sports flash on the sports zone chicago Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. 
So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Welcome back to hour number two of Second City Sports on the hashtag Football Friday, baby. <laughs> right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, that's CK80. That's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80. Follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Score McGee on the IG. Make sure you go to Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Place your questions or comments in the comment section. Excuse me. Makina will get them up on the screen for you, and we'll do as best as we can to address those inquiries. But if you decide to do something silly or stupid, Makina will give you the boot. Bye-bye. <laughs> Speaking of giving folks the boot, let's get into some NFL talk right now. And we will start with our Chicago Bears. They're checking in with a three and six mark. They're hosting the six and three Baltimore Ravens on Sunday at the Lakefront. That game will be seen on CBS at high, high noon. And we'll get the <laughs> number one CBS crew, Lakina, Jim Nance, yeah. Tony Romo, and Tracy Wilson. I, I found that to be surprised as I read the list of the announcers this morning. Uh, Tony Romo, <laughs> he's, uh, it depends on how the game goes. I don't think it's going to be as bad as, as the, the, the last game they did, before, uh, a Bears game they did with Tampa and, and the Bears a month ago. But it depends on how the game goes. I think Tony Romo will give Lamar Jackson his roses. And Justin Fields, I don't think it's going to be as bad as it was last month. But we'll see what happens. I think he'll be more compromised. A more comparable to uh, Mr. Fields, but we'll see how the game goes. But let's let's uh, break down this matchup, Lakina. Baltimore, they're two and two on the road this year, even though they're six and three overall. Lakina, I was looking up some numbers this morning. Baltimore, over mm-hmm. the last couple of years, but in particular this season, they have not played well on the road. Now, I know they lost at Miami ten days ago on Thursday Night Football on the road. They got dominated. I know they lost on the road to start the year. Uh, at Las Vegas against the Raiders, but they were a historic historic field goal away from losing at Detroit. The only game they looked great in was a, was an early season win at Denver. Besides that, they have not looked great on the road. They scored, they averaged more points per game at home than they do on the road. Uh, I think the Bears, just from that standpoint, they have a chance in this one. They have a chance. Of course, the Bears are coming off a bye week. Khalil Mack, even though he was not placed on IR, it's still up in the air whether he's going to play on Sunday or not. Uh, Lakina, I think from that alone, the Bears do have a shot, but I'm just afraid, and I'm using air quotes here for those listening back on the replay. I'm just afraid that Lamar Jackson, even though Baltimore cannot run the ball well without Lamar Jackson's uh, dual threat action, I'm just afraid that Lamar is going to do everything in his power to will the Baltimore on to victory. I, I won't, you know, the, on paper, the Bears can make it interesting that they had a week to prepare with their bye week. But if Lamar gets it going, none of the stuff I just said just now is going to matter. Yeah, it, it really isn't. And I, and I I feel like I know, look, I, I think uh, Jackson, uh, Hollywood Brown, I think they all all of them practice today. So mm-hmm. that, that's, you know. There were some rumors that maybe they wouldn't be able to play, but it looks like they'll be able to play. And some news coming out of the NFL Network with Mr. Ian Rappaport. He says that 
that Khalil Mack is going on injury reserve to have season-ending season foot surgery, so he is done for the year. Mm -hmm. Hence why they signed Bruce Irvin, veteran uh, linebacker Bruce Irvin, to the full deal. We I don't think he's played. When's the last time he's played? It, it's been a minute since he's played. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and even he said there's something. Oh, okay. I've been I've been at home, so we'll we'll see how he looks. Also, too, Javathan is also having surgery, so he, he's going on IR, so he's done for the year. I mean, look, do they? Oh, look, do the uh, do the Bears got a shot to beat the Ravens? Sure, but can they execute? I think that's going to be the question. And I think I'm a little surprised. I'm a little surprised that we do get the CBS crew, but I think the CBS only only has like five or four or five games this mm -hmm. week, so that's why that they're. You know, that, that's why we're getting the number one crew because our schedule isn't very, you know, it's very light this week. So, yeah. you know, it's, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I know, know. I know, I know. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I, I'm a little flemmixed, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, look, I think, look, the Fields, Fields has shown like a lot of great progress, which I think is that that's what you want to see if you're a Bears fan. Now, mm -hmm. I know Baltimore has dealt with a lot of injuries and such, and you know, and I know they got, I know they just released uh, Le'Veon Bell. They got a still got a pretty good uh, running tandem. We got you know, f you know, Devontae Freeman, also to Latavius mm -hmm. Murray, uh, Sammy Watkins when healthy, he's really good. I know Bateman. I know he practiced too because you know he's been struggling with some injuries uh, on the defensive side. You got guys like Calais Campbell. You got Justin Houston. So. You know, a lot, just a, a lot of like, you know, they, they got a lot of formidable folks. I mean, you know, Marlon Humphrey, we'll see how he matches up with, you know, Darnell Mooney and, mm -hmm. and a Rob. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what, 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 what happens here, but it should be a, an interesting game. You're listening to Second City Sports on the Hashtag Football Friday, live and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you as we preview uh, Baltimore and Chicago coming up this Sunday on the lakefront. You can watch that game at high noon Central Standard Time mm -hmm. on CBS. Lakina, I'm glad you brought up the Ra Ravens secondary. I know if you're a casual fan, you look at the Ravens. Oh, they got that great defense from a few years ago, the Ray Lewis uh, and crew. Uh, no, this is not that same defense, folks. Uh, no, <laughs> that secondary uh, is one of the worst in the NFL. And what frustrates me is that even though we have Justin Fields on, on our side, he could throw the ball down the field, but if the Bears running game is not on point and, and, and they don't let Justin Fields uh, use the tight ends, I'm talking about Jesse James, Jimmy Graham, and Cole commit, you definitely do not have a threat downfield. <laughs> No, Alan no, Robinson <laughs> and Darnell Mooney will be taken out of the game plan immediately. But if the Bears can run the ball and establish that up front early, uh, you could test that Ravens secondary later on in the game. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little yeah, it, it's it's definitely I don't know. That's it's definitely gonna be a matchup there. And I and I feel like, you know, we'll see. I mean, Eddie Jackson looks like he might be able to play, he might be able to play today. So it's gonna be interesting to see how he ma he matches up against Brown and Watkins and you know that that O line. I know look, that that Baltimore defense is very opportunistic. So look, I'm sure yep. they would love look, I'm sure they would love to kind of I know they felt humiliated in that game against Miami. Are mm -hmm. is the Bears defense gonna start blitzing? But yet you're gonna have Bruce Irvin, a guy who, who hasn't played in like two, almost two years. So you know that, that that's going to be kind of like the thing. I mean, I, I, so I, I don't know. I mean, look, this, this game is a very, 
I, I, I'm, look, like I said before, I mean, this is this game's gonna be very, it, it's gonna be a very strange game, and we'll, we'll see what happens. Well, Bruce Servant and Alec Ogletree could be buddies because uh, both of them were picked up off the scrap heap <laughs> before the season started. At least Alec Ogletree had some form of a training cam he played in the preseason. But like I said, Bruce Servant has been sitting on the couch all year. And Ryan Pace said, oh, we need you because Khalil Mack is going on IR. On the flip side for Baltimore, Lakina, of course, we talk about Lamar Jackson. You mentioned Marquise Hollywood Brown. Uh, his older cousin is in a little bit of hot water. We'll mention that later. But mm -hmm. oh uh, yeah, but what Baltimore does then better, perhaps better than any other team. Mark Andrews and I forgot the other tight end's name. They use their tight ends very well. When Lamar Jackson is, is looking for a bailout throw, he usually throws to his tight ends, especially at the goal line. Pay attention to that um, when you watch the game on Sunday. If and when Baltimore enters, I'm gonna say when W H E N when Baltimore enters <laughs> the red zone, they're gonna use their tight ends a little bit more. Yeah, it'll be. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think you know, Mark. I uh, yeah, I think uh, Nick Boyle is who you're the other tight end you're you're Thank referring you. to. Thank yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, no problem. Oh, absolutely. And uh, yeah, it's gonna like I said before. I mean, look, I think Baltimore's gonna want to redeem themselves after what happened in you know in Miami. You know, they've had ten days off to kind of focus on everything and. And look, they'll be interested if the Bears decide to, uh, to blitz uh, Lamar because he does not do very well when he has to improvise. Mm -hmm. But then again, you know, I'm sure look, then again, you know, we'll see if the, the defense can blitz uh, fields. I mean, I think that's going to be the thing. So mm -hmm. it, it's all look, it's all going to be relative as to who is going to be the more opportunistic. Well, the, the offense will whose offense going to be more opportunistic and will whose defense will be more opportunistic. So that's going to be really going to be the key here, I think. Here's the thing about both quarterbacks. First, for Lamar Jackson, uh, the reason why he's lasted this long in his career, even though it's a, a very young career of his, he doesn't take a lot of big hits. On the flip side, we know Justin Fields is tough. I really admire him for that. But to me, those hits is going to shorten his career. And that's what I'm afraid of. Not so much this Sunday, but going forward. Lamar Jackson is playing smart. I'm not saying Justin Fields isn't playing smart. I think he'll, Mr. Fields will continue to grow and get better and mature. But Lamar Jackson does not take a lot of big hits. And uh, hey, I hate to say it, Lakina, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you, uh, that could trend continues on Sunday. <laughs> well, it could, right? I mean, I, I mm -hmm. think, look, it, it's definitely one of those things. I mean, I know, look, I, we'll see if it, this is going to be a breakout game for Justin Fields. Could it be the run game? I mean, how many times will uh, will David Montgomery and Khalil mm -hmm. Herbert will be used? I mean, that that's that, that's going to be the real key here. And I feel like i think i think hicks didn't practice either he hasn't practiced either the last couple of days so the defense is a little bit banged up so this is going to be really going to be the thing here that who's you know which which you know which team can kind of like you know both teams are banged up so you just don't know like i said before this could be one of those nine six uh 12 nine or 12 to 10 or something i mean that that that's it's going to be that kind of uh game it, look it's been a while since has has Baltimore ever beaten Chicago since moving to Baltimore I don't think so I think they might have they, they haven't played that many times anyway I think the last time they right. played was um I think 14 27 yeah yep. well 2017 was the last time the Bears played the Ravens like you said they don't play each other for every four years and that was I think Mitchell Trubisky was in that game if I remember correctly that was Trubisky's uh 2017 yeah that was Trubisky's rookie year and there was John Fox's last year in the Bears Head coaching, uh, um, head coaching uh, slot. I uh, know uh, four years before that, if you remember, it was supposed to be a new game, but that tornado threat in Chicago moved that game up to three o'clock. That was 2013 during Mark Tresman's first year. 
it was all offense, but that defense was old and bad in a hurry, and they couldn't make it to the playoffs. And they lost on the last day against um, Green Bay. But uh, that uh, that uh, last time Baltimore was here in Chicago eight years ago, the Bears barely squeaked out a win against the Ravens in that one. I don't know if you remember that one. Yeah, and I think uh, yeah we were, you remember that game well. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> so do I. So uh, yeah, that actually ended up being a, being a pretty good game. So it'll be interesting to see if this yeah. game is here. I mean, like I said before, it could be one of those games where you, we just you, we just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, and if you're a Bears fan, you do have a shot, but like you said, you, we just don't know what's going to happen. Now, uh, last note or two, on, uh, or, or two on this game before we move on to highlight some of the other key matchups for this Sunday's action. Uh, checking in on offense, the Bears are ranked second from last in total offense. The Ravens, the Ravens are ranked sixth in total defense. Baltimore is at number 18. The Bears are seventh, even after they performers last Monday night <laughs> in passing the bears are ranked dead last Baltimore 12th and in total rushing Baltimore number three the bears ninth oh gosh yeah so yeah <laughs> oh my gosh okay. numbers never lie folks <laughs> no no they don't and look it's, it's good like I said before I mean it, it could very well end up being you know who look I think this game could go in all different directions yeah it could be you know, we. I don't think no one's. I don't think neither neither's gonna get blown out. It could come to like maybe seven to ten points. <laughs> we just don't look. You just look. We just don't know what's gonna happen. Like I said before, it could be one of those. You know, nine. You know, nine six or ten nine or twelve twelve to ten or something like that. So it, it's gonna get out. Yeah, as usual, we'll give out our picks uh, for the games and the others uh, during our next segment. Uh, you're listening to Second City Sports right here on Sports Zone Chicago on the hashtag Football Friday. Sid Lakina here with you. you. Have any questions or comments on NFL and the Bears? You can go to Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Place your comments or questions in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, before we move on. Uh, to the uh, highlight some of the other games on, for Sunday. Uh, I want to stick with the Bears' angle for just a minute. You mentioned Khalil Mack is, has been placed on IR. It looks like Danny Gervais, who they haven't missed, uh, is going. the same right. thing is going to happen to him. Call me uh, common sense stupid, but this is all about how Justin Fields ha- uh, will progress uh, uh, from, from now until the end of the regular season. We, we all know that the Bears are not a playoff team, and we told mm-hmm. you that during the summer. This is all about Justin Fields developing at this point. Anybody else who should remain on this team or uh, some other team for next year? Yeah, I think so, too. I think this is – or maybe another coaching staff for the Bears. Yeah, yeah. I was bringing up the coaching staff. Are we watching the final eight games of Matt Nagy's coaching career in the Bears uniform? Call me crazy, but I'm going to go ahead and say yes. I think so, too. I I think no matter – if they they end up finishing four and four, which means they would be – that be okay. They're three and six now. That means there'll be seven and ten. So you think that's going to be? A, is that going to be enough for for Nagy to come back? I don't know. Do you think? You know, look, look at their schedule. I mean, do you see four wins, Sid? You may, you may see a win or two that they're not expected to win. It always happens. Look at the last three weeks of the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you something. Well, the same trend continue. We'll have the answers for you coming up, but. One is, is about the development of Justin Fields. Let's just say he improves, as you said, like let's just say they get to 7 and 10 or 8 and 9. We know the McCaskies, look what happened last year, and they barely made the playoffs after a six-game losing streak, and they got, even though they lost close to the New Orleans Saints, they looked terrible. 
in the McCaskies, as we told you guys before then and after that stupid press conference back in January, they brought them all back. If they're yep. seven and ten and Justin Fields is improving or somehow eight and nine, I hate to say it, I still see the same damn scenario. And and it just gets frustrating <laughs> and annoying at this point, Lakina. It, it, it does. I like so I could get upset like I am right now, but it, it but yeah, I oh no, I I see where I know I know where you're coming from, and it it's really you know it, it's just I, I I don't know I don't know what to think about this this team. I mean the bear look they're not going to the playoffs. Well, let's be honest here. I mean, can they at least you know make themselves respectable? Can they be you know eight and nine or seven and ten? I mean, could they do that? Sure, but again, if you're you know is that going to be enough to save Matt Nagy's job? I mean, I don't know. I mean. You know, they have Detroit's next Thursday on Thanksgiving. Do you think, you know, weird things happen on Thanksgiving? So could it be, yeah. you know. <laughs> should the after- Bears lose that game? I think they'll be the end of Matt Nagy. It should be. But you're talking to the McCaskies, and they have a different answer for you. And you have the Cardinals the, 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 that uh, that that Sunday afterwards. I think they're going to be coming off a bye. They're, they're like one of the last teams to be on bye. So mm-hmm. they're going to be coming off a, of a bye. So that's. That's you know that they'll pro- we'll see where everyone is by then, but that's not going to be a that's that'll probably be a loss. The Packers, you know, at Lambeau, so you know they're they're on a mission. You know, we know how Aaron Rodgers is. We did they may they may get Jair Alexander back. They may get a couple other guys back from uh, mm-hmm. injured reserve. The Packers, so yeah, I think that's going to be a loss. That's a Sunday night Sunday nighter on NBC. Then you have the Vikings. The, the first meet with the Vikings. Then they then you got at the Seahawks. We'll, we'll, we'll see where the Seahawks are by then. Mm-hmm. The Giants. We'll see where the Giants are. That that that's probably a win. But again, you never know with the Giants. And also, till they finish up against the Vikings. Like I said, see? that could yeah. I said that could be a, a playoff coaching game for the Vikings. Could be. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I I don't I don't <laughs> see. Look, I see maybe two, maybe three wins. That that's it. Yeah, that that's three wins that puts you at six and eleven. Ooh, yeah, that's not going to be enough to for Matt Nagy to save his job. Nor should it be. As I said before, we're talking about the McCaskies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, ooh, I know, right? Yeah. So uh, yeah. let's move on, Lakina. We'll yeah. say some of this for Christina when she joins us uh, coming up here in a few minutes. Uh, you're listening to Second City Sports Live and in Living Color and Sports Zone Chicago. Said Lakina here with you. Let's uh, 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 give a little preview of some of the uh, big games coming up uh, uh, this Sunday in the National Football League. Like I said, we'll give out our picks uh, in our next segment at the bottom of the hour. But uh, this is a good AFC, uh, used to be AFC East matchup. Now it's just a conference matchup in the AFC. The Buffalo Bills at 6-3 will host the 5-5 Indianapolis Colts. Big game for both teams. Uh, Buffalo, they got back on track last week with a win over the terrible New York Jets. the Colts, uh, they fought all the way back. Bad ankles with Carson Wentz and all at mm-hmm. five and five. Big game for both teams. I think it's bigger for, for Indianapolis. You cannot fall any further behind because it uh, looks like the Titans are just now taking off. But uh, uh, yeah, but Buffalo, uh, you, you would think that I'm not going to, I'm not, not saying they can't be, uh, they can't have the same performance like they did last week on the road, but it's going to be just a little, even though they're home, it's going to be a little bit tougher against the Colts. The Colts are, they still have a, a, a very good defense. They do. And it should look, it could be a battle of the defense. I mean, could weather be a factor though? I mean, maybe, I mean, they're going to be outdoors. So yeah. Yeah. So you got to think that maybe, you know, 
advantage Buffalo. I mean, if you're Buffalo, mm-hmm. I think you want to keep your distance because you know that the Patriots are looking behind you. And so, yeah, especially after their win last night in Atlanta. Oh, man. Yeah, Atlanta. yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I know. I know. And that to back shutouts. Yeah. Hot, hot, call me crazy again. Just time out for a minute. Uh-huh. Just referring to last night's game, I, I sure. caught the highlights. Like, so I know some people say New England can take this to the Super Bowl. Stop it. Okay, I know. People are already, <laughs> look, folks are already saying that, oh, they should, they should get a Super Bowl run together. I'm like, okay, they haven't played Buffalo yet. And they haven't, look. Look at their schedule. The last couple of teams they played, last few teams they played, they have not played anybody over five hundred. And Atlanta's terrible, except except for the Chargers. Except for the, Char- right. the Chargers and the, and the Bucks. That's it. They haven't played anybody else. They haven't played <laughs> Buffalo yet. So for all these folks, look, they've got a good defense. You know, look, Matt Jones has been playing you know, play, playing pretty well. Okay, yeah, they'll build. There's they'll- no pressure on him. That's why. <laughs> exactly. And you know, look, I know the defense is decent, but again, considering the teams they played, they haven't been playing any good teams. So let let's slow down on the uh, on the Super Bowl talk, okay? Could they make the playoffs? Yes, mm-hmm. but a lot still got a lot to to play for, to, a lot to uh, mm-hmm. a lot of football to play. So you let, gotta let, love that ES- Yeah, you gotta love that ESPN uh, a hot take. Uh, Garbage propaganda that's spreading over there. That, uh, we'll leave that alone. Yeah, we'll leave uh, that. <laughs> Going back to, to the Colts and Bills. I mean, look, it thank be, you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I look. I, I look. I think that this could be another one of those really good games, and we'll see if you know whose defense is. I know. Look, I know Josh Allen is a better quarterback. I think the defense is going to probably going to be the key for both teams. And look, it should be. Look, it should be a fun one in Buffalo. I, I think. I think the score will be close. I know people are going to say this could be a blowout, but I think the score is going to be very close. Uh, uh, yeah, a couple other games before we hit the bottom of the hour break. Uh, Lions at Browns. Of course, the Lions are 0-8-1. This will be their second game on the road. Uh, Cleveland, Baker Mayfield has a toe, a knee, a shoulder. Looks like we're playing the game of operation. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> Right, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, oof, yeah, I, I, it, it's just, I, I, I've got nothing. <laughs> okay, moving on. Yeah. This game, this game, unfortunately, will not be seen in Chicago. It'll be seen in my living room via my computer. Uh, <laughs> it's the Green Bay Packers traveling to uh, Minnesota to take on the Vikings indoors. The Vikings are one game below five hundred. Of course, the Packers are eight and two. Of course, these teams. Uh, split their season series last year is an NFC North matchup. I think the Vikings can hang in there with the Packers, but the Packers defense has been strong the last three weeks. Yeah. Do you think? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think this would definitely be to come down to the wire here. I think as you, as it usually does between these two teams. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think, I feel like I'm not going to say it'll be a blowout. I think, it, like I said for like you said, I think it's going to be very close, like it usually is between these. These are two divisional rivals, so <laughs> it's gonna, yeah, it, yeah, it could come down to maybe like the like maybe the final possession, but you know, we'll see. I mean, in NFC West, that's the three twenty five games. You got the Cardinals and the three and six Seahawks. I know you got to think that maybe Russell Wilson might be, you know, starting mm-hmm. to get into the rhythm here. Kyle Murray looks like he'll be able to play. We'll see if Hawkins is able to play. So. You know, you know, like I said, this could, this, I think this could be another toss-up game, I think. I think so, too. Like you mentioned, Russell Wilson did not look that good against Green Bay last week. Those two turnovers in the red zone uh, cost Seattle with any shot to, of getting back into the game. Arizona, Arizona, they looking at their schedule in the next few weeks. They could go on their, uh, on their slide potentially, 
but we'll see what happens. But I think this is it for Seattle this Sunday. They're at home. This will be Russell Wilson's second game back, his first at home in a month. So, like I said, the the, uh, the home field advantage goes to Seattle, but the, their season is on the line here. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Cowboys in the Chefs at 325. Uh, I think this is a bigger game for the the Chiefs, even though it's an interconference game. Dallas, if they lose this one, as long as they don't get embarrassed, shit that happened, they'll be okay. But this is a bigger game for the Chiefs. Everybody's saying that the Chiefs are back. We'll see. You playing against one of the best teams in the NFC, in my opinion, the Dallas Cowboys. I yeah, this should be probably going to be one of those. I know some people already say this could be the Super Bowl preview, but uh, look, I'm still waiting for the Chiefs to to impress me. Like I, I haven't Same been here. impressed. Yeah. By, I haven't been impressed by the Chiefs the last few weeks. So I I don't know what what else to say. So and I believe we got our lovely our lovely friend here. So. Welcome from KXRB, Miss Christine Manica. Christine, how are you? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Oh, thank you, Sid. Thank you. Only for the Queen, Christine. Actually, my grandma calls me Christine the Queen. If you want me to be honest, there. Shout out to your grandma. The name since I was a kid. Oh gosh. Oh my gosh, it's gonna be fun. Uh. All right, so uh, another I think another matchup that I think you know Steelers and Chargers on the Sunday night. I think you got maybe that might be intriguing for some people. I mean, it'll be interesting though. Um, it looks like Big Ben will should be back, I guess, at, you know, from COVID protocols, and you know the, the Chargers. You know they lost a tough one to the Eagles last week. What do you guys think about this matchup? Well, don't don't say your picks yet, but you know. Like I said, they lost a close one to the Vikings last week. Of course, Joey Bosa, hopefully he returns because their Chargers defense is much better with him than it is without him. So, uh, But if Ben Roethlisberger plays against the Steelers, uh, that, much of, that, that much better of a chance to win. Mason Rudolph, he looked okay last week in that tie against the Lions. <laughs> I know some people said it should have been a loss, especially after that turnover that ended that horrible game. But it's it's really a toss up, but assuming that Big Ben plays, like I said, Pittsburgh has a slightly a better chance. But but the Chargers, they're still one game over five hundred. If they say they're a playoff two, which they think they are, they better take care of the Steelers on Sunday. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, I'm I'm with you guys. In, in my little cheat sheets, it's it, see I got one too. Um, I just have a big. <laughs> I got a big circle around it, and I said, who knows? Because it really could go either way. You have the Chargers, who have been the team that's impressed me this season, in all honesty. Then you got the Steelers, who who are still they're, – they're doing good. They're not like what they were last year, but they're, they're holding on strong. But Big Ben is definitely the guy that's been leading them to these victories. He's been kind of that – Oh, I don't want to call him a veteran, but he, he is a veteran in, in, in that regard. But he's the guy that everyone is looking up to, is taking the lead from and, and whatnot. So maybe because it's a home game for the Chargers, they'll have a little bit more oof to get that win. Mm -hmm. But but with everything still up in the air with Big Ben saying he could be back, he could not be back, I, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> 
right. Yeah, um, we're running up against it, Christine. We got about a minute left before the bottom of the hour break. Uh, me and Lakina were just discussing this before you hopped on with us. Uh, last night's uh, 25 nothing shout out uh, with the Patriots shutting out the Falcons. Of course, um, they are now, I believe, three games over five. I'm referring to New England. And it looks like they're looking forward to at least um, wrapping up one of those uh, four wildcard spots. Uh, and I, I said this was an ESPN hot take, first take, hot take propaganda that I've been listening to all morning. Oh, New England could take this to the <laughs> Super Bowl. Uh, match up against Tampa uh, Bay. Right. It's like, stop it. Yeah, <laughs> what are you talking? I, I would tell them to settle down, too, because – Matt Jones, he he's still young. You know, this is his real first take of being in the NFL. So I, I wouldn't say they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. I will say that they will be good contenders for postseason, but I wouldn't expect them to be in the Super Bowl at all. Is Matt Jones going to get probably the, the Rookie of the Year award? Absolutely. I have no doubt. He's been one of the best rookies that we've seen so far this season. Do, do I am I surprised that they got the win over the Falcons? No, because they've had their struggles for God knows how long, and they can't seem to get back it to back shutout. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So the fact that they're thinking, oh, championship, settle down a little bit, and just you know, maybe, maybe next year, maybe next year they'll they'll take it all in the Super Bowl. Yeah. All right, that's uh, our girl Christine Manikman for KXRB. Don't go anywhere, Christine. You're going to stay with us because the best uh, half hour of the show is coming up next with our Week 12 NFL picks <laughs> on <laughs> Hashtag Football Friday right here on Second City Sports. We're laughing in living color. Sit, I'm Sid. That's Lakina. That's Christine. Stay right there. Sports Zone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. In Sunday's Major League Baseball action, the Cubs got pounded 9-1 at home against Kansas City. The White Sox shot out on the road 9-0 at Tampa. NFL preseason on Saturday, the Bills hammered the Bears 41-15. Andy Dalton, 11 of 17, passing 146 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Justin Fields, 9 of 19 for 80 yards. Head coach Matt Nagy says Dalton remains the week one starter and that Fields is ahead of schedule. When you look at a guy like Justin and you see the things that he's doing, um, are there some things that he can get better at? Yeah, for sure. That that's going to be we're going to say that three years from now but at the same point in time for him um there's also things that he's doing better probably than we thought coming into this which is good too like that's what we want we want that to happen Download the free Score app. Lightning fast updates so you never miss a thing. It's why the Score app is one of North America's most popular sports apps. I'm Chuck Sanders dance the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Bluestar medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalpage. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. Automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. 
Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Welcome back to Second City Sports on the hashtag Football Friday, baby. Right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Last segment of the show, last segment for the week. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. It's Christine. As we will now give you our week 12 picks from the National Football League. Lakina, last week, <laughs> as we said for the last uh, three weeks, uh, upsets uh, left and right. Yeah, last really. week, uh, last know, week right? was no upsection. I know we all stunk it up, but. What are the what were the results from last week and what's the standings overall? Well, as I bring my uh, get my little uh, Excel uh, chart out, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, we were not very good. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, we we were not we were not very good at all. I I think. Hold on, let me get my uh, get a chance to bring this up. But uh, yeah, six. Yeah, uh, Sid six. I had six, and uh, Christine had five. And because I then, chose the upset, the wrong upset. I, well, I, know, right? <laughs> I was thinking about that all week. I was I like, oh, you are bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> right? But they, they, they did at least cover. They did at least cover. They did. They did, yeah. And I you know. surely didn't bet that, but that's a whole other no, thing. No. Yeah, that's another. That's a whole other thing. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Sid, you're still in the lead by two over me and uh, by four over Christine. So, But still, look, like I said before, there's still some weeks left, so we could still catch up Christine. And, look, there's some, you know, definitely some good games where we can kind of catch up with him. So don't feel discouraged, Christine. So, uh, and I'm also picking the Jags again. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, that's all right. But, uh, all right. But so just the Broncos and the Rams are off this week. So, you know, if you have Matt Stafford or the Rams defense or the Broncos defense, you know, feel free to adjust your fantasy teams accordingly. Yeah, the Rams had the 49ers and uh, the 49ers had the Rams all over down that field last month. You saw what happened there. <laughs> yeah, they did, yeah, it didn't go. Yeah, it didn't go over well. Um, <laughs> didn't go well for right. Stafford's wife either throwing the pretzel. I know, right? That was a, <laughs> no, yeah, that, 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 yeah, that, 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 yeah, this is like the second time she has uh, her name was been thrown in the press. So the first time they didn't show her, it wasn't she wasn't there was somebody else on television, and then yeah, the, the first time yeah. she got the wrong Kelly on television, and yep. then they showed her. Yeah. So it's yeah, gosh, <laughs> yeah, and now yeah, now the pretzel, yeah, don't waste a good pretzel, folks. Oh, don't don't do that. They're like ten ten dollars a plate or something at these stadiums. They yeah, something like that. Everything. Those things are high. Yeah, those things are high, folks. So let, mm. let's <laughs> let's get right to it. And, you know, and the first game in the noon slate, you got the Saints and the four and six Eagles. Christine, you start this one. Well, huh, let's see. It's going to be a close one here. Jalen Hurts, you know, he's been improving. I I think and. You know, but the Saints offense, they should be able to recover and, and, you know, they should be able to react to the, to the, to the Philly defense and whatnot. Um, I know it's a home game for Philly, but I'm going to go with the Saints for this one, but, but it will be, it will be a close game. We don't know if running Saints running back Alva Kamara is going to play on Sunday. Yeah. I know he was missing in action last week as the Saints lost to the Titans in a, by two on the road. Philadelphia dominated 
uh, Denver on the road last Sunday afternoon. This game will be seen in Chicago on Fox instead of Minnesota Green Bay, but that's a whole nother issue. Adam Amit, Bulls TV voice, would be calling this one for Fox, talking about the Saints and Eagles. Uh, I just don't trust the Saints on the road. Trevor Simeon, he didn't have that bad a performance, but do I trust him to do that two weeks in a row on the road away from the dome? I don't. I'm surprised I'm going with Philadelphia. I'm surprised too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, oh gosh, this is a, yeah, I mean, this is another tough one. I mean, like you said before with Kamara, we don't, we're not very sure. And I think the Eagles actually looked pretty good against the Chargers. I might regret this later, but I'll pick the Eagles. I'll be the last man out then. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Still on the playbook from Lakina. <laughs> All right, you got uh, the three and seven Dolphins against the two and seven Jets. Joe Flacco makes his debut as a starter for the Jets. Oh, thank God! <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sid. <laughs> what? Are you laughing at me now? Come on! No, I'm <laughs> laughing at the Jets. It's Joe Flacco and and this made up quarterback controversy nonsense. Oh boy! I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Uh, Miami, I know they came off an upset win over Baltimore 10 days ago. They're favored by two and a half on the road. There's no need to break down this game. Miami should be able to win this one. I'm going with the Dolphins. Well, here we go, everyone. We got one bad team against another bad team. Which one Exactly. <laughs> Seriously, which one do you want to go with? Although, I will say, I think I mentioned this before, one of my coworkers, he's a, he's a big Miami fan. And even though they won shockingly against the Ravens, he was still upset at that game. You know, <laughs> Jacoby had to go down. Then they had to put all their trust back in Tua. And he he still wasn't happy about that win. It was a tough win. They were kind of scrappy with Baltimore, too. So uh, this should – see, now that I know that Flacco is – the starting. I, I don't know who I want to go with, but in my mm. gut, I want to say Miami just because they they should be able to pull this one off. But then again, Joe Flacco was once a good quarterback, past tense being was once a good quarterback. But but for now, I'm I'm sticking with my gut and saying Miami. Yeah, I'm thinking, uh, yeah, might as well make it a uh, sweep here. I'm, I'm thinking yeah. Miami too. I mean. Uh, I, just because this this game is just you know just awful. So <laughs> if you're all you gambling, all you gamblers out there, stay away from this game. Stay away from this game if you're gambling. All right, you got the three and six Washington football team coming off fresh from a, an upset win against Tampa, and they face the Carolina Panthers, the resurgent Carolina Carolina Panthers. Uh, <laughs> You know what? This is another one of those toss-ups. I mean, can the Panthers win two in a row? Can, you know, Cam lead them to the promised land again? Um, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna pick Carolina. I don't think Washington can do it two, two in a row. Yeah, Chase Young, the star defensive lineman from the Washington football team, he's out with with the torn ACL. He's out yep. for the year. Uh, on the flip side, Cam Newton, I'm back, I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> so are the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are favored by two points at home. Usually the, the team that starts out as a favorite at home, they usually give three. Uh, uh, I don't know, was maybe Vegas knows something that we don't know, that Carolina's only favored by two. But I'm not going to fall for that nonsense. I'm going with Carolina. 
Yeah, to make it short, we all saw what happened last week with the big Cam Newton return. I expect nothing less here that he'll come back on the home field with a vengeance. He's also facing against his former coach, too. So, of course, he's Mm going to want to show him a little bit something, too. Ron Rivera. (laughs) Yep, yep. So, I'm going to go with Carolina. All right. So, another one probably a treat one here in the noon slate on CBS. Unfortunately, you know, people here in Chicago won't be able to watch it. But Colts and the Bills. Sid, you start. Uh, Buffalo's favorite by seven. We talked about this earlier. Lakina Indianapolis has crawled their way back to 500 with, uh, despite Carson Wentz, bad ankles and all. <laughs> Buffalo, they got back on track last week with a big win over a horrible Jets team on the road after losing to Jacksonville on the road a couple of weeks ago. I'll make this short this week. I don't know what the weather report is going to be for Buffalo, but it shouldn't matter to Buffalo. All they have to do is run the ball. And Josh Allen, who's who's a top five MVP candidate for Buffalo, that quarterback play is going to be huge. So I'm going with Buffalo. Yeah, we, we had a lot of big news for both of these teams, actually. Number one, yeah. Carson Wentz is a dad again. So I'm <laughs> worrying. He, he's going to be on the field. So there you go. <laughs> and also, you know, our former guy, Mitch, he's expecting his first kid. So there, there's a lot of good news going around for both of the teams. However, Indianapolis, are they're about to get a rude awakening, I think, with Buffalo here. So I'm, I'm going with Buffalo. The good news can only last for so long for, for Indianapolis. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll pick it Buffalo as well. I think because they're mostly at home. Mostly because they're at home, I, I think. I think yeah. the uh, I think Josh Allen has a nice, uh, nice show, and I think the defense will slow down Carson Wentz in that offense. So I'm picking Buffalo. All right, you got the 08 and 1. Remember, they got a tie, <laughs> Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the, uh, guess the 5 and 5 Cleveland Browns. Christine, you start this one. Well, this game shouldn't end in a tie. Um, at least they didn't go 0 17 this year. But, you know, Cleveland, it's a home game. We've seen their energy, short and sweet. Cleveland, I'm sorry, I can't go with Detroit. I just can't. Uh, a couple of things here. Cleveland's favored by 10 points to Baker Mayfield. Uh, as you know, Christine, it's like a, a, the old school board game of operation, uh, like Allen Iverson. Every part of his body is hurt right now. So Man. it looks like he's going to try to give it a go. And Lakina, number three, we get the all brother crew back for Fox. Yeah. No, keep to leave, but replacing him this week with Gus Johnson will be LeVar Arrington. Ah. So, so LeVar Arrington, the former Washington football yeah. team linebacker and former New York Giant, and uh, he's he's a new morning host over there at Fox Sports Radio. He's yeah. going to be making his NFL Fox game debut. Yeah. With that being said, I'm going with Cleveland. Yeah, I'm picking Cleveland, too. I think they're going to want to redeem themselves after what happened last week against New England. And like you said, this should be fun because you know, LeVar's actually sounds pretty good on, on television. I've heard a little – I've mm-hmm. listened to him a little bit, so – yeah, I think he should definitely – should be a good one, you know, with him. Yeah, also one more thing, too. Uh, he he does a great job with Plastico Blurs and TJ Hummus yeah. is on their podcast, Up On Game. For those of you that haven't checked it out, uh, check out the podcast. Uh, they really uh, bring bring in life lessons from a player's perspective. Yeah, definitely a great podcast. So you can find that wherever you get your, po- wherever you get your podcast. Mm-hmm. All right, you we have the 49ers and the Jags. Christine, you start this one. <laughs> Well, who do you think I'm going to go with, Lakina? <laughs> my last statement. Yeah, I'm. Oh gosh, I'm. I'm not. I just can't. It's. It's the 49ers. It's going to be a good one here. 
They need a win after losing against the Raiders. That probably has a sour taste in their mouth. So let's go 49ers and Jimmy G. Let's go. Uh, Jimmy G looks like he's going to have another Steve Young type performance. <laughs> I know the 49ers have... I know that the 49ers are favored by five and a half. Could Jacksonville cover again? Could they? They're not going to no. win it, but could they cover? No, what was no. the 49ers? They could. They could. Uh, yeah, I think I think Jacksonville will cover, but I think the 49ers will win. I know the short week they're traveling across country. They're playing a new game, but I, I just don't. I just don't see them. I think they're. I think they feel like they're kind of going. They're in a rhythm now, so I think I think they feel like they still have a shot to make a playoff a chase. So. I'm picking the 49ers. Thank you, Rams, for uh, crumbling under the pressure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. Why did I say the Raiders? I, it's a Friday, guys. I've had a long week. It's okay. It's okay. We've yeah. all we've all been there. Uh, Max. <laughs> Gosh. Okay, Texans and uh, Titans. I'm going to keep it short. Titans in a landslide. Verbal is going to make sure his guys do not look ahead. So, Titans in a Titans in a blowout. Sid, say with me, one, two, three. Tennessee. Yeah, yes. Tennessee Titans, Let's yes. Just leave it at that. Yep. <laughs> oh, well, P.S., I have Ryan Tannehill as my starting quarterback for fantasy. I'm trying to make it to the playoffs in my go. league. He better have a great day. He there better not get go. injured. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> right, okay. NFC North matchup here. You got the Packers and the Vikings. Sid, you start this one. Unfortunately, this game will not be seen here in Chicago. Uh, it will be Why? seen on my television screen, <laughs> on my television screen, and on NFL Red Zone. Uh, the Packers are favored by two on the road. Can Minnesota win this one? Yes. I know they had a, uh, a big come from behind win at the Los Angeles Chargers last Sunday. Green Bay's defense has been on fire the last three weeks. It's going to be a close game. I don't like saying this, but I got to go with my head. I'm going with the Packers. Here we go, everybody. This is the matchup that we've all been waiting for for the NFC. Who's with me? (laughs) (laughs) This is one of them. I I know Minnesota fans are are psyched about it over here. Cheeseheads, they're psyched about it over here, too. But it's Aaron Rodgers. You can't deny what he does. No matter – Who's behind him on the line? He's going to find some way to get it done. So it, it's Aaron Rodgers. I, I do know one of my coworkers is, is is going to be at that game at U.S. Bank Stadium. I just said, hey, just make sure you throw some cheese at the Packers. Like when, <laughs> <laughs> That would keep him quiet for a little bit. You might have to throw some at, um, my, at um, what's his face, the head coach of the Vikings. Yeah, Zimmer. Yeah, but they lose bad. Well, Monday is going to be great for him. <laughs> you right. Yeah, right. Right. Well, actually, no, actually, no, I said there's actually some good news. It actually, well, the game will actually will be on here. It'll be on here in, uh, in Chicago. Yeah, seriously, because uh, I checked my guide this morning. It said Saints at uh, Eagles. Hey, let, let me tell you this, Sid. We had something similar with Kansas City was supposed to play here. It ended mm-hmm. up being the Bears game. So I got a I got a free one there. So who knows what the Kansas City fans did. So the guy could be wrong. Yeah. Oh, but anyhow, I'll, I'll be watching that game uh, in its entirety via NFL Red Zone and via my computer in its entirety. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll so, it, so it doesn't matter anyway. So I'll be watching it via this screen right here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It, it's good. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I, I'm sure. It, look, 
Packers. I mean, it, it's look, it's going to come down to the wire. It could come down mm -hmm. to the final possession. So I'm going to yeah. pick the Packers. Which I expected to. Yeah. And it, as usually it does between these two. All right. The battle of the five and fours in the first of the three o'clock games. You got the Bengals and the Raiders. Christy, you start this one. Okay. This is where I meant to go with the Raiders here. It's going to be a good <laughs> one. They are the ones that lost two weeks in a row. So the Raiders need a win here. They're at home. Vegas fans love the Raiders. Let's go with the Raiders just because it is a home game. I know Cincinnati's been lighting it up this season, but but home turf, in my opinion, wins in, in some scenarios, and this is one of them. I still believe that Cincinnati's a playoff team, but they've been struggling the last couple of weeks alone with along with the Raiders. But I think the Raiders, uh, after being embarrassed on uh, last Sunday night against the Chefs, my number one rule is, and I took this from Colin Cowherd, the team that gets embarrassed on national television the previous week, they usually come back to bounce back the next week. Yeah. So I'm keeping that trend alive. I'm going with the Raiders. Yeah, I'm picking the Raiders, too. I feel like the, the, the Raiders team is way too good for them to not, not you know, I'm sure they're going to want to redeem themselves after what happened with the Chiefs last Sunday night. Mm -hmm. So I, 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 and plus, I, I'm still not sold on Cincy yet. I'm not. So really? Um, well, I mean, look, they, they've, yeah, you, you lose to the Jets, though. I mean, that, okay, that's fair. I, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take it, don't take it seriously. But, uh, yeah. but, uh, yeah, look, it'll be close. But look, will I be surprised if Cincy wins? No, not at all. So, but it should be a fun one over there in Vegas. Should be another fun one up in, in the Pacific Northwest in Seattle. You got the Cardinals and the, the Seahawks. Sid, you start this one. Uh, for five, still be. America's other game of the week. <laughs> the, the Seahawks on my cheat sheet, they are favored by two. I know, Christine, you're happy. Russell Wilson, this will be his first home game back in a month, second game back in a row. Of course, he did not look good last week. Those two turnovers uh, basically sealed the fate for the Seahawks. Uh, this is the Seahawks season on the line here if they want to make a playoff run. Yeah. Arizona, uh, they still a good team, but it looks like they're going to potentially hit a, a speed bump here. It's going to be a close one. Seattle has a home field advantage. Uh, for Seattle, they're going to have to find a consistent running game. We didn't see it last week. Yeah. In their defense, uh, the, whoever's quarterback, whether it's Kyler Murray or Colt McCoy, they got to come up with some sacks and turnovers. Uh -huh. uh, so with that, I'm going to say Seattle on a close one. So do we know if Murray's coming back on Sunday or not yet? They said Looks like it'll be a game-time decision. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, that kind I know. Of, yeah, that yeah kind of I know. It a little bit for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're a betting guy, stay away from this game because you don't know what's going to happen yet. Yeah, you have to wait to the last second for this one. Yeah, uh, originally, with the hope of Murray coming back, I would say Arizona. But now that that's kind of a game time decision, it's Russell's first game back. Ah, I'm going to do this one more time with you two. <laughs> if I get this pick wrong... Because I, I I originally said Arizona for this, but if I get this wrong, I'm holding it over you guys. So I'm going to say Seattle, but I, I'm, I'm calling it right now. I'm calling an, an audible that if it ends up being Arizona, I want that point. <laughs> Lakina, a.k.a. Council, may I approach the bench? Yes, you, you may. Um. When, for, unlike last time, we did not pressure Christine to pick Seattle. No, we didn't. So, yeah. with that being said, would you grant her this request? It's a holiday season. Why not? 
Thank Focus. you. Because I know you're going to pick Seattle too, Lakina. I, I am actually. And, and you're it's right. yelling yeah. at the counselor. <laughs> yeah, I, I am. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to be the only one. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I am picking Seattle. Uh, Murray, uh, they, they, um, I don't know. He's a game time decision. They didn't look good last week without him and DeAndre Hopkins. So, yeah, I. I think Seattle's uh, prime for a, a redeem a redeemable game, so I, I'm gonna pick. I pick a Seattle just cause I think because they're also there at home too. Weather could be a factor. Just write it down in your Excel sheet. I'm calling the audible, and you accepted it. I I accepted the audible. Yes, I did. I did. I accepted the audible. <laughs> All right, another good one here. America's game of the week. You got the cow. Other game of the week. You got the Cowboys and the Chiefs. Christine, you start this one. Boy, this is. This is something else. But it, what is it? Is Kansas City favored over Dallas right now? Is that it? Yep. Kansas City, as of right now, they're two and a half point favorites, which means they gave a point and a half to Dallas. Yeah. So th this is my thoughts. And I've said this since probably the first or second game of KC. And I said it last week, too. They're not the same team of what they have been. They have been struggling, and they just do not look like the championship team that the KC fans know and love. We've seen so much of lightning, I'll call it, with Dallas. Like this mm -hmm. team, this Dallas Cowboys team right now, this is probably the best team I have seen in my recent memory. And I know I'm young. I, I really do. But this is probably one of the best teams from Dallas that I've seen in a long time, probably since the Romo ages. So I'm getting the upset here, and I'm saying Dallas. I know it's a home game for KC, but they've just been outstanding this year, Dallas. And I can see them being in the playoffs. I can see them being in the Super Bowl. I'm going Dallas. I'm thinking Dallas, too. I, I think yeah. just because I'm more, I'm more so on Dallas than I am with Kansas City, even though yeah. it is, is going to be an arrowhead. Uh, yeah, I think Z's gonna have a good game. I think you know Dak's gonna have a good game. So I'm picking. I'm picking the Cowboys. I'm going with the Chiefs, and I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll stand alone. Uh, I'm standing alone in this one. I don't think they'll have as uh, as a dominant performance as they did against the overrated Raiders uh, last Sunday night. Wow. But but I think Kansas City will do enough to run the ball with Darrell um, Darrell Williams, and we already know that the Chiefs have a big playmaker, Tyreek Hill. It was nice to see him show up finally yeah. on the score sheet last week. Mm -hmm. On on the flip side for Dallas, for my fantasy team. I need C.D. Lamb to stay healthy, and I need um, not Michael Gallup. What's the other star wide receiver? Um, Cooper, Amari, Amari Cooper. Cooper, Amari Cooper. Both of them give me one touchdown, and I'm good. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> all right, should be a fun one. Uh, another fun one here on Sunday night. You got the Steelers and the Chargers. Sid, you start this one. This is a toss-up game, of course. Uh, looking at my cheat sheet, the Chargers are favored by three. Ben Roethlisberger is a game-time decision. Uh, hopefully, if you're a Pittsburgh fan, hopefully he, he'll play coming off the COVID list. Joey Bolster, the same thing on the flip side for the Chargers. I know the, the Pittsburgh had it right there last week until they turned over in overtime. Yeah. They had it right there. Yeah. Had it. So, they had it. And, and that's the same thing you can say about the Chargers, right, all season. The reason why mm -hmm. they have 5-4 instead of 7-8 seven, seven wins. What gives here, assuming both those players return, or even one of those players return, I know I'll, call, I'll take two and call me in the morning. I'm going with Pittsburgh. Even though the Chargers are a better team on paper, I, 
This is a toss-up. <laughs> I don't know what else I could give you, but I'm going with Pittsburgh. <laughs> I, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at experience here when I look at these rosters. So you have Pittsburgh, who has a veteran quarterback, a couple of new players, but last year for, for Pittsburgh, that was really their, their rookie year with a whole bunch of new blood on the team. Now those guys, they have that year under their belt for the NFL. And I'm looking at the Chargers, the quarterback. Not that much of a veteran yet. He does have some great players on the Chargers, but coming from a, like I said, from an experience standpoint, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh for this one, just because once they're in the game, they're in it. If they do stupid turnovers like they did at the end of the game last time, then they're not going to win it. So for now, I'm, I'm going to say the Steelers. Oh boy, uh, this is a bit of this is another one of those games that it really literally is a toss up. Sid, like you yeah. said, I mean, it, it's it, this could go either way. I'll pick Pittsburgh because I think they they're going to be really angry about what happened in that game against Detroit last week. So, like I like I like Justin Herbert, but that secondary for the Chargers that's what's kind of keeping them from you know being a little bit further. So, you know, they should have they should have seven or eight wins right now. They don't because of yeah. mostly because of. Not just Herbert, but also to the secondary. You know, they've been banged up there. So I think Big Ben will expose that secondary, and I think the Steelers will win this one. All right, short and sweet on Monday night. You got the Giants and the Bucks. I think I think Tom Brady, it looks like I think they we're gonna have the Manning cast for this one too. So Yay! I <laughs> Yeah, I think I think, yeah, look, I think Brady's gonna want to redeem himself after what happened against Washington. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna pick the Bucks. I think look, Brady has a uh, has a nice performance, and I think it looks like Gronk might be back. So I'm gonna pick. You know, the defense will probably smother Daniel Jones and the Giants' offense. So I'm picking the Bucks. I believe the Giants are coming off a bye week, and mm -hmm. the last time they played on Monday Night Football, they gave the Chiefs all they could handle. Next, you covered the spread. The spread is 12 and a half points in favor of the Bucks, and it's a home oh, game for okay. Tampa Bay. Fire those cannons, as Gene Deckerhoff, their radio announcer, would say, fire those cannons. <laughs> um, the question here is, can the Giants cover? Can the Giants cover? I'll let you guys answer that for yourselves. But as far as the overall win, I'm going with Tampa. I'm going with Tampa, too. You know, ideally, they should win this game against the Giants. And it, it was just weird for the Bucks last week. Brady, mm -hmm. for one, gave his shortest press conference ever. And I kind of felt like it was, <laughs> a, it was a little bit of a Bill Belichick moment for him. You, you know, keeping the yeah. sports sweet and saying goodbye, see you later, you know. <laughs> Except he did it with a smile. Exactly. Hey, everybody. He, he did it with a smile on his face, though. Belichick will just stare at you. So that's the that's the <laughs> Yep. But yeah, the, the Bucks should win this. I'm sure Tom Brady is getting his team on the right track. And Brett kind of gave him a little bit of a hard time, too, on top of that loss. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, okay. Last but not least, you got the Ravens and the Bears. They've proposed their injury report just a few minutes ago. Hicks is, is out with an ankle injury. A-Rob is doubtful with a hamstring. A-Jackson was limited in practice, so he's questionable. And so is Elijah Wilkinson with the back injury. He was limited. So, yeah. Uh, gosh. Like I said before, this is going to be one of those really ugly games. But the fact that since there are so many injuries for the Bears, I know they're coming off a bye. I think Justin Fields will do just enough to keep the Bears in it. I think the Bears will 
I think the Ravens will win this game, though. It'll be close, but I think the, the Ravens will do just enough to win it. God, the Bears roster with injuries is like my fantasy team right now. With <laughs> Seriously, I mean, right before I hopped on with you guys, I saw that Mac had that season injury with now getting foot surgery. And what, yeah. a, what a shame there. Danny Trevathan is now out with the season ending injury, too. It, it's just a mess. You would think the bye week would help. A team, but but essentially this kind of destroyed them a little bit more. Now the Ravens had that embarrassing loss on Thursday night just a week ago, so they want this win. Now with all these injuries, I don't think it will be a close game of what they were originally predicting that it was going to be. I, I think Fields will have enough in the tank to do what he can. If it's going to go the way that it goes south, I, I don't think he's going to have much coaching support. In that regard, when it comes to them going into deep end, I, I've seen it. My, we've all seen it, I should say, on television just kind of unfold where if things are really hitting the fan, Nagy will kind of back off a little bit more and not try to guide him to at least help out a little bit. So with that being said, uh, it's it's the Ravens. This This is not going to be pretty at all, but Ravens. That should be the thing song for Matt Nagy as he hopefully is coaching his final eight games in the Bears. Helm, I'll make, I'll make it short and sweet. I'm going with Baltimore. I uh, know they're favored by six. Can the Bears keep this close? They can, but uh, listening to the injury report, uh, isn't that's not going to last for long. Mind real quick. Uh, I was yeah. going with Baltimore anyway, but no matter what happens in this game, pay attention to what happens in the first quarter and how, uh, how the Bears come out. If they come out sluggish or going through the moral shits, it's going to be an ugly day. Yeah. yeah. And those are your week 11 picks of the NFL. You're listening to Second City Sports on Sportsville Chicago, along with Cindy Brown, Kegs, RB's Christy Manica. I'm Lakina McGee. What are you guys looking forward to this weekend coming up? I guess for me, oh, okay, Sid, go for it. <laughs> for me, uh, the Bulls are hopefully wrapping up this West Coast road trip with the win against the Denver Nuggets tonight, of course, before um, hosting the New York Knicks at the UC on Sunday. Uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, it, it was an embarrassment uh, losing that 20 point lead to Portland. You had that game in the bag, and you yeah. let your foot off the gas. And so hopefully the, uh, the Bulls have learned their lesson. I think they'll come out strong tonight against Devin. Win or lose, uh, they'll have a better performance. Remember that this time last week uh, we were talking about uh, the Warriors and we learned that Vucevic yeah. was placed on COVID and they, uh, they had their worst game of the year. What did they do? They came back and won both LA games against the Clippers and against the Lakers. So uh, the Bulls still look good. This is a uh, team still growing, as I said at the top of the show. But despite what happens tonight, I'm I'm still looking forward to Bulls basketball. You can actually watch them now. You don't have to hide under a cover anymore or quickly switch to another channel. Those days are done. We <laughs> hope. Right. What about you, Christine? You know, like I said, Sundays are always my day just to just to watch football and relax. But there's actually a couple of exciting games happening out here. So we have um, a Division II school out here. It's Augustana U University. Back in the day, it used to be the sister college of Augustana College in, in Rock Island, Illinois, which is why the names are the, names are the same. Um, right. 
So they have their first playoff game happening tomorrow. And then we also have a couple of Division One games with uh, University of South Dakota and then South Dakota State University before they start getting ready for hopefully some postseason action there. So there, there's a lot of, despite being in South Dakota, there's a lot of sports that go on here, believe me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I saw that game with uh, South Dakota, South Dakota, South Dakota State last week. That crazy hail man. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I saw that. Insane. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah, usually, th- so that was their first game coming back, like playing against each other since 2019. They didn't have it last really? year because, of, yeah, they didn't have it last year because of the pandemic. I think at the time. It, one of the two schools had a had a massive COVID outbreak. I believe it was USD. So that's why they just canceled the game and, and shut it down pretty much. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Still, but still a great finish in that game. Uh, for yeah. me, for me, I didn't get a chance to talk with you, Sid, about the, the about the Bulls. But yeah, a tough loss, you know, against Portland. But look, you're going, you're, you're playing Denver. Uh, second back to back. I know they're not going to be in a very good mood after losing to the Embiid list. Uh, Sixers uh, last night. So yeah. mm-hmm. uh, you got to think that Jokic in the game will not be in a good mood, but I think the Bulls should do enough. We'll be able to do just enough to win that game. Uh, of course, the college football slate, of course, the NFL. Also, too, is a good uh, college hoops. You got a lot of these holiday tournaments going on in Daytona Beach and Uncasville. You got Villanova and Tennessee in a tournament in Connecticut. So this weekend, especially this time of year, you're seeing a lot of you know great college hoops action as well. With college football starting to wind down, just a, just a lot of great stuff, but also yeah. too close to the NBA. Also, too, a uh, special shout out to all of the MLB award wins. Real quick, what yeah. big surprises surprises with the winners, you guys? Yes, Bryce Harper. I didn't know how great of an offensive season that he had. I, I, <laughs> seriously, I was talking about this with my, one of my uh, one of my coworkers, and then with my boyfriend as well. You really don't hear about Bryce Harper now that he's on Philadelphia. So the fact that I saw yesterday that he got MVP, I'm like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> That's the first time we've ever heard about what he's been up to, what he was doing. So good good for him. That's for sure. And also, and also too, let's give a shout out to the Blackhawks. Four wins in a row yes. to beat Seattle. Uh, the, the Kraken on, on TNT on Wednesday. Tomorrow night on Hockey Night in Canada, they'll face the Edmonton Oilers at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. Connor McDavid and crew. So uh, the, bo- the Blackhawks have a tough challenge ahead of them. Yeah. Uh, office should rule the day for this one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, look, Derek can't think he's, what, 5-0 and or something? Or 5-0-1? Oh, and one to the second 5-0, 4-0, oh, yep. 4-0, oh, oh. yeah. So, yeah. So, uh it looks like they're they look like more of a professional hockey team now, which yes. I don't know. You know, look, you know, King played in the league, you know, He's got a cup, so he knows yeah. he know he knows how to win. So uh, hopefully, I think it helps that they're turning a dark situation into something a little bit more enjoyable for the fans. Yeah, and anyway, yeah. you definitely been checking out some Hawks games lately. Okay, Sid. Uh, it, okay, so also to the Guardians, they're officially you know the Cleveland Guardians. No more Cleveland Indians. So, Baseball. Yep. As of yeah, as of nine. Yeah, as of like what? Didn't seven? you hear that they took the name from somewhere else? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. some, uh, yeah, some, uh, some, uh, like, like area, like you know, roller derby team. But yeah. I, think, I think, I think they gave a little bit of money too, so that's probably why everything is all good and that. Gosh, yeah, yeah. But let's keep, it, yeah, let's keep it cool, keep it clean, and no you more drama. Do the research a little bit more, you know? Right? Yeah, right. I mean, come on. <laughs> but, but also to uh, Shay Otani and uh, Bryce Harper. Speaking of, this is the first time 
since 87 that neither MVP played for a postseason team. Yeah. The Hawk, Andre Dawson, and George Bell, who was playing for the Blue Jays at the time, who won the MVPs in 87. So Yeah, Mr. Uh, Jerry Curl himself, True League Fence. Like, can you remember those commercials oh, yes. on GM oh, back gosh, in the day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After that year, he had a blank check and stayed with the Cubs through the 92 season. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely, man. And I, yes. know, he hate, I know he hates that he couldn't wear the, the hat for the Hall of Fame. I know, the Hall I, know. I know. He really yeah. wanted to, but darn it, but... Even still, nonetheless, you can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Score McGee on the IG. You can follow yours truly, Sydney Brown, on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. Christine, where can your lovely following follow you? They can follow me at C-Manica at underscore KXRB. And make sure you download the Sports Zone Chicago app wherever you get your apps. Make sure you follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Make sure you follow Warm Media uh, uh, on all social media platforms as well, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to War or Anchor to catch the audio version of this podcast. We are available on all podcast platforms. Make sure you type in those search engine boxes, W-A-R-R, on Anchor. And um, we thank you very much in advance for your support. And make sure you catch us. Go ahead, Lakina. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. I didn't get a chance to do it earlier. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and make sure you catch us every Monday and every Friday right here on Sports on Chicago. Every Monday and every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on, on Sports on Chicago. There'll be a slight change in schedule next week. We'll let you know about that ASAP mm-hmm. for next week because of the Thanksgiving holiday. Yes. With that being said, Lakina, close us out. All right, yo, you guys, be safe out there. Wash your hands. Be good to each other. If you're not going to get the vaccine, wear your mask. And just be safe out there and enjoy getting that last-minute Thanksgiving week shopping in. So for Sid and Christine, I'm Lakina. This has been Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago, and we'll see you Monday. Touchdown, Ravens! Holla! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god. All right.